The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. day today is tuesday right it is the bostoni versus the book dave sherapin who is literally fighting it today fresh out of the doctor's office today still got the wristband on getting himself checked out as to what's going on matt brought the bostonian live on youtube and on twitter at boston versus the book replay sports grid tv and sirius xm channel 159 brigade thank you for being here touch later than normal due to Dave's to the doctors. How are you feeling, my friend? You're fighting it bad today, I know. I'm happy that, one, there's a place to go that they can tell you whether you're going to make it or not. Two, it's fine as far as I ain't got no COVID, I ain't got no flu. That's good. good. I got something. If I cough or sneeze during the show, you guys know why. We're all good. Had one of those nights, you guys all know, where you just you don't sleep good. You're constantly waking up coughing up the phlegm and all that other crap. And then, uh, you know, the wife, God bless her. She tells me what to do every day of my life. Go says I'm going to work. You better go to the doctor. So went to the doctor and got checked out. Got to pick up some prescriptions after the show. He said, you should really quarantine yourself from, uh, from your wife and daughters. You're probably a little bit contagious I said, can you call her and tell her that, that I have to stay in my room and watch games and do TV shows all day? Like for the next doc, how long is this going to last? He said, this could last the whole seven days. I said, oh, baseball playoffs, hockey games, college football. Can you send her the note, please? Because I'm going to be a little bit busy. Oh, it was great. But yeah, no, I'm, uh, thank God. I was like, I got to get back. We got to do the show. We got things we got to do. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Something's happening. We're getting more views every day. We're mm. getting more people commenting every mm. day. It's all because of these guys watching the show. Guys and girls. Guys and girls. Right. It's everybody. We appreciate it. And you guys, when you're watching it on late night, if you are on X, Twitter, whatever, it is cool to see when you guys drop notes. So if you are watching it, we always like to see it. I'm always up at that time. Anyway, I'm always oh. on Twitter at that time. Anyway, so it's always fun <laughs> when you guys are like, hey, watching this show, we're you know. On Roll Call Friday, we see it when you guys post your stuff on, oh. on on Twitter and say, I'm in this area code or this city and whatnot. So it's cool. So thank you for watching on the replay, listening on SiriusXM. I would love to figure out a way to find out when and how you guys are listening on SiriusXM because it would be cool if we could add that to the Roll Call Friday situation because we have you know, 34, 35 states. If you're listening on SiriusXM on Friday and you don't hear your state, tell us. Because I know Please. there's people who are driving cross country, right? Listening to XM in Montana and Idaho and Washington State. I was going through it. The states we didn't call out last week, like I think Louisiana wasn't on there, New Mexico wasn't on there, um, Oklahoma was. Was Vermont? Vermont was not. 
Maine, most in my neck of the woods, like Rhode Island, Rhode Island Connecticut was not. Rhode Island and Mass were. No Vermont, right. no New Hampshire, no Maine. Um, <coughs> yeah. So it just, it's always fun. So just keep that in mind when you guys are listening. If you're listening on Sirius XM, just to let us know where you guys are at. Okay, let's get to last night. Uh, this is amazing. Historic lack of offense in the NFL this past weekend. This is why this is one of those situations where you look at it and you're like, wait, how did this happen? I got to find the right tweet. Nope. That's not, where's the right tweet. That's the wrong tweet. There's the right tweet. There we go. 25 teams in the NFL this year scored mm-hmm. 21 points or fewer. Mm-hmm. That is the most different teams scoring 21 points or fewer in a game in a single week in the history of the NFL. Oh my. So it's not just like, you know, a couple of games, one or two teams. This is 25 teams scored 21 points or fewer. What is going on, Dave? I wish I knew. I know it's good when you bet unders. I mean, you don't even have to sweat these things. I can't, don't even get close. Well, last night was easy. Last night was a joke. That was I, a I, walk in the park under. I can't believe it. Um, Three, and know, unders what? in primetime. <clears throat> We talked about it um, a little bit with me and Wetzel and and Taylor. Do you think it's one quarterback play is questionable at best? It's, I mean, it's questionable at best for a lot of teams. Two, I said this: nobody runs the ball anymore. That the value of running backs has been diminished to the point where they're having meetings or trying to get paid more because the running game is done. Well, if you don't run the ball, you don't possess the ball. You don't extend drives you don't i mean and so now when you have to run the ball it's third and two you got to get a first down they don't get it they've resorted to the tush push that don't even work for a lot of the teams now so drives aren't sustained which means there's a lot more punts Mm. and lower scoring games and Mm. three i don't know if you agree or disagree tackling used to be a real thing you used to hit a guy Chest on chest is the way we were taught. Wrap up and take them to the ground. They don't tackle no more. They don't even practice tackling anymore. But that would lead to more points. If tackling was a problem, we'd have more points, not less. I don't know because now they're going for these hits. Like just miss. Like there's no – I I don't know. I don't know if it's it's causing teams to score more. I just know – that the way the game is being played is a lot different than it was. I think we've got away from football a lot and more seven-on-seven drills, it looks like. Look, the Olympics just approved flag football for a sport to be played in the Olympics. Men's and women's or just men's? I think both, yeah. I think men's and women's. The the sport was approved. I'm assuming for both men's and women's, flag football was approved to be an Olympic sport. Yeah. So the game is changing. When I was in Nebraska, I had never heard what seven on seven was. I'd never even dreamt that that was actually like a high school varsity sport. Now they play it varsity sports, seven on seven, right? Where you don't play with linemen. You just throw the ball, you run the ball, throw the ball, but you don't play it the same way with 11 players. The game right now, I think when we were growing up, we went through a generational run of quarterback play that may, we, we may have taken it for granted because when we, when you were growing up and I was growing up, like there were probably like six or seven hall of fame quarterbacks playing at any time during the league. Like you just knew right. 
Like you watched Dan Marino and even though Dan Marino didn't win a championship, you knew you were watching greatness. You knew you were watching something really special. Randall right. Cunningham, even, you know, playing with the Eagles, like that type of talent that you'd watch and go, man, that guy, even though the team around him, maybe not be you know incredible. He's an amazing athlete. He's an amazing quarterback. And then it transitioned into the Brady and Manning years where, you know, a lot of good quarterbacks, the Drew Breeses of the world that came through that were Hall of Fame quarterbacks that, you know, weren't of the Manning and Brady level, but the next, the next tier was really, really good. I really, I feel like it's Patrick Mahomes. And then every other quarterback in the league has got something really wrong with him. Like a big question mark. Josh Allen can't win the big one, throws too many interceptions. Tua's got concussion problems. You're worried about him. You know, just go through the league. You know, Justin Herbert, if he was on a better team, I think Justin Herbert could be an all-time great. He's coached by a clown. <laughs> I mean, he's legitimately coached, coached by a court gesture. He had Anthony Lynn, who was awful, and he has Brandon Staley, who just is the worst coach. Oh. I, I mean, how does this guy have a job right now is unbelievable to me. And I look at Justin Herbert. I'm like, damn kid, you are really talented. You're smart. You're big. You got a really good arm. You can put the ball anywhere you want it to be put. You're mobile. You can run. If you got to pick up first downs, you can do that. And you got to get coached by this guy that you've got to go home and just go, I can't believe this dude's my coach the decisions he makes are unbelievably stupid. So I was going to add to that, but that was pretty well said by you. I don't know which I can add to him particularly, but what quarterbacks did when we were younger and back in the game, I mean, I don't know how long ago they called their own place. They had a lot more control and a feel and the freedom to do stuff. Whereas now everybody's talking in their ear and we used to say this to the kids all the time when we were coaching them, don't be robots. Okay. Know the game situation, right? But know when it's time to do something different and don't be afraid to make a mistake, play to play, react or, you know, be proactive and not just sit back and like always take the safe play. Mm -hmm. You watch the game now and they've taken that, some guys to the nth degree, they're always doing something to be different or to we're going to go for it here. We're going to do this when it's not always the right decision. But I feel like there's a lot of guys that got got, um, you know, uh, they're tied down They're They can't think for themselves or don't, or you know, aren't allowed to maybe. Let's audible out of this. I know this guy's going to beat this guy. Get in a huddle and say, hey, it's third and eight. Can you get 10? Do an out. I'm going to throw you the ball. Like it just used to be that simple. And now want, it's not. I want to read you. I just pulled a random year. This is 2010 NFL passing yardage leaders. Okay. 2010. Yep. Okay. You tell me whether this player is a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> in your mind, regardless of if they're in the game in or not. Do you consider them Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks? Okay. okay. Philip Rivers. No. Ooh, he's close to me. Close. Peyton, Ma Peyton Manning. Yes. Drew Brees. Yes. Matt Schaub. No. Eli Manning. Borderline. Carson Palmer. No. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. 
Tom Brady. Yes. Matt Ryan. No. Close, right? Borderline. He was good. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. Right. Others on this list are Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Donovan McNabb. Close. Close. Uh, Brett Favre, who amazingly yeah, was still in the league in 2010. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Michael Vick. No. Uh, anyone else that we would consider? Joe Flacco. I don't know. Joe's going to get votes, but when was Joe Flacco ever the best quarterback in the yeah. league the year one year? But you've said yes. Very good. You, you've said yes more than no, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So Tua. Are you doing it now? Yeah, 2023, today. Oh, these guys are so young. I They're mean, still young, but I'm just saying right now as we're going to project well, there's them. There's not in- one guy in the league right now I would say is going to be in a, in the Hall of Fame, uh, except for Mahomes. Mahomes, if he continues yeah. on the run. He's in. No, Mahomes in, is in now. He's a two-time, yeah. he's a two-time champ. He's in, he's in the Hall of Fame now. He's not Who playing hasn't tomorrow. done anything to say yes to? Right. Kirk Cousins. Stop. Matthew Stafford. Please. CJ Stroud's a rookie, but Jared Goff. Why are we doing this this year? <laughs> I'm just saying Josh Allen. Come on. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, probably. It's an unfair comparison, though. They it's only, just, like, I'm just some saying. Some of these the, guys are in their third Correct. Year. I'm just saying the court, right, the young kids, you gotta, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Take the, take the young, and even maybe even Tua because he's so young. But we don't have. There's just not this group of quarterbacks that we are going, holy crap, on any given Sunday, this guy can will his team to a victory just based on his own abilities. Mahomes. But it's more pass heavy. I agree. You're right. Different game. But think about it. We're more pass heavy today than we ever have been. Is that good? No. We're more dependent on the quarterback. We're more dependent upon the quarterback. They could. The Chargers couldn't run the ball last night. I mean, they couldn't do anything running the right. football. And it was all on Justin Herbert. And he still lost by three points. And he could have, he had a chance. He had the ball driving to go either tie the game. He threw a pick. He's forcing the football. Mike Williams is hurt. You're without one of your best players. I, I just, I look at Justin Herbert. And I'm like, man, if that guy was on a different roster, send him to the Patriots. <laughs> what would he do there? I'm kidding. I, I was going to say he, he would he elevate. Get killed there. He would elevate. He would at least. I mean, you, you. It's just such a remarkable thing in today's game when you look at who is going to dethrone the Chiefs and like, and the Chiefs have got issues and questions and warts too. Their, their defense and whatnot, but like, we, there's nobody really in Mahomes' category at the moment. There's nobody there. It's Mahomes and everyone else. Again, that's fine, but you still need 11 guys on both sides of the ball to win these games. Fair. Offensively, you need to be able to run the football. One, just to make the defense think you might run the football. <laughs> I mean, you can you, you if you know they're always going to pass, you rush three guys and drop eight. There's no right. one to throw the ball. The right. windows are small enough. They're so fast when you watch these games. And you see the coach's video and, you you know, you you study the game. You're like, how did he even know that he could get that ball zipped in between those two guys? And then the guy has to make a, you know, really great catch and take a shot because there's so many guys back there. 
when you have the threat of running the ball, you got to keep six guys in a box. Now there's only five guys back there covering people. Somebody might be single. Tight ends used to be like, I mean, your guy in New England revolutionized right. the game by putting two monster tight ends in the lineup and said, cover one. Right. You can't cover both. Which one are you going to cover? Because we're going to throw it to the other one. And then, oh, yeah, we'll run that draw play on third and eight when you think we're going to pass and get nine and keep the ball. Like, it's just, it's going to come around. Well, dear Lord, right now, it is bad. The product, Brady Cannon came on yesterday and said, you know, the problem is the product. The product is bad. It is. NFL, it's not, it's not what it was or what we remember, but it's not good, right? Like, is Well, is, it's is two factors. Yeah, I think he's right. I think it's two factors. The first factor is we became so obsessed with stats and fantasy football. So scoring, we put every rule to benefit the scorers, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. You can't hit the quarterback. You really can't run the ball the same way you used to be able to because they've tried to eliminate all sorts of like cut blocks and things that used to happen all the time to get running backs free. Linemen really can't do much the same. And DBs can't touch wide receivers ever. So that was to help passing. So what teams have done is they've invested in the secondary, in the linebackers who can run and cover because they don't think you can run the football because if they get big bodied guys who maybe aren't the most athletic, but just take up a lot of space, it's hard to run between the tackles. If you can't move a 350 pound guy, he's a wall. <laughs> he's just going to take up space. So we've de-emphasized the running attack. We've created all these rules for the passing attack and thus the defenses have adjusted and it goes back to the old adage. When you pass the football, only one good thing can happen, right? The rest of them are bad. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you go back to it and that's a problem because teams are throwing picks. Teams are going three and out. Teams are having quick, very quick possessions, punting. And now defenses just have figured it out. They're just right now we're seeing the age of defense and I'm waiting for a team to zig the Patriots and the, and the Steelers. I thought were going to be those teams this year. They both can't run the football. At it's all. wild. <laughs> like at all. I mean, and that's, and you guys have a star in Najee Harris that you expected him to be a bruiser. The Patriots have Ramondre Stevenson. Both those guys have been zip this year. They've they done give, nothing. They, they don't give them the ball. I mean, Warren runs the ball for, the Steelers better than the Najee's running the ball because I don't know if he gets to the outside quicker. It's weird. Nobody runs between the tackles anymore. It used to be, listen, you used to get four or five yards when you ran between the tackles and that was good enough. And now I feel like, you know, where like baseball got away from fundamentals of just bunting mm -hmm. or moving runners and doing all this stuff because of when they hit home runs, I feel like football wants to constantly hit home runs and forgets to take them little three, four yards, three, four yards, and then short play, we can pass or run. You guys don't know. We'll complete a pass. We'll keep the chains moving. We'll possess the ball, and you won't. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like we're watching games so much times. Like everybody's in a hurry. Everybody's in a hurry to go nowhere. Like we're going to go, 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 punt. Go, 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 punt. What are we doing? I I, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. We've got a great crowd in here right now. You guys in the chat, put what you think might be wrong. With, with, you know, football in general. Why are there so many unders? Because we're getting penalties. Penalties is a problem. I mean, how many yeah. flags do you see in a game? I say it all the time. 
I've been watching football since I was five years old. My first memory of watching football is 1975 when I was five. And I don't know what a catch is sometimes anymore. I definitely don't know what pass interference is anymore. I have no idea. Um, I mean, on Capitol Hill today, <laughs> uh, Senator Cruz took it upon himself to bring up to the NCAA that he didn't know what targeting was. And the public doesn't know what targeting is. Like in Congress, we're talking about this now, about targeting. And wow. same, thing, same thing, right? No one knows what targeting is. No one knows what pass interference is. We've created all of these rules in the idea of protection in keeping our players safe in a violent sport, which is very difficult to do that. We saw Damian Harris get hurt over the weekend. Like, luckily he's okay with just a neck sprain. If you can call that just a neck sprain, but like it's a dangerous sport we're playing. It's not easy. It's dangerous. These guys are gladiators. They're going out there and they're, you know, a lot of them are getting permanently hurt, (laughs) having things that will affect them for the rest of their lives. And they're being compensated. Well, do it, but they're out there for our entertainment. And yet we're trying so hard to make this game perfect. The baseball analogy is perfect because that's what baseball tried to do. They tried to serve all the wrong masters until they said, screw it. Let's see if we can do tweaks with the game a little bit to help it be more user fan, fan friendly. And so far it worked with the bases, the ghost runner, which I hate, but different, you know, the pitch clock stepping out number of appearances that a reliever has to come in, has to face it three times. Like football needs to start looking at itself and going like, yeah, we're the king, but will we be the king always? Because our product is starting to get really bogged down. And it's not nearly as fun. I mean, these primetime games, the big marquee matchups so far through week six have all sucked. <laughs> They've all sucked. I uh the primetime games are usually the showcase of the league, right? They're supposed to be the best games. At least be competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Giants and the Bills was competitive, it was competitively boring. But it was competitive. Right. Last night was competitive. I, I I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it till the end. I was watching baseball. Mm. I whereas it would have taken a priority now, it doesn't for me. It just it just doesn't. And I mean, we become spoiled with you're right with the fantasy and the and the, and like a lot of people just watch red zone. They you know they have flash score, wait for the score thing to to pop up. They're not worried about watching a lot of the. I that still was, love watching a whole game, but it just, I, I think I'm the exception rather than the rule. I remember two years ago when I asked the question to my class who were football fans, I said, where do you guys watch your football games? And they said either a red zone or B highlights. I went, what, what do you mean? They go, Oh, well, all I care about is the scoring play. I don't really care about how they got there. And that's college kids. I mean, that's, I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to know how the play happened, but I don't need to know, like, why the third down and eight play was converted. Like, it doesn't matter to me. And I'm like, wow. They're like, yeah, it's all about – it's the same principle with gambling. It's the same it, – this is where we are going with the younger generation where gambling, fantasy, red zone, it's all about the ADD generation, about what impacts me and what's going to take the least amount of time out of my day to get what I'm after. And that has to be incredibly nerve wracking for sports, basketball, baseball, football, hockey. These are two and a half, three hour events. These are not little snapshots and all the kids want (laughs) and the kids become adults very quickly. And if all they're looking for is I want what I want, when I want it, how I want it. And I'm not going to sit through your bullshit until I get to what I want. 
uh oh, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like uh oh, there's a whole question that I've got with that as to That's, where we go. It's it's actually dangerous. You brought up the tush push, and this was quoted after the game by Dak Prescott. They didn't push my tush enough. This is an actual quote. When they missed, when the Cowboys missed, they didn't Can we push put that on the t-shirt. They didn't push my tush, my tush enough. enough. <laughs> I mean, what in the holy hell are what we doing? What, what are we doing? doing? What are we doing <laughs> with this? This thing has become, this is the talk of the NFL. This is the worst thing you could ever be talking about. If you're the league a third down in one or a fourth down in one <laughs> scrum rugby play is what everyone's talking about. Either going yeah. at the brotherly shove or the tush push or whatever it might be. But these are now game planned. This is part of the game plan now. Hey, on fourth and one, here's how we're going to go out and do this. Right. That's awful. <laughs> I agree, but it's what it is. It's ugly. It's not fun. It's not football. And now we've got... <laughs> Quarterback say they didn't push my tush enough. (laughs) What what I can't wait for them to start like to go into formation with the tush push and then not actually do it and slide out of it. Yeah, or or run around the end. That's coming. I've already sat there and gone, man. If I was playing Madden, I would definitely have this play and call it. Or you know, if I was coaching the kids, I'd be like, look, tell them we're going to do this and look like we're going to do this, but don't do it. Interesting. Tyler just said median plays per game is down 1.3 plays per team per game from 2022 to 2012 from 63 and a half to 64 and a half for So teams are actually, the games are actually, we're not seeing as much offense being run over the course of a year. That gets to be quite oh, a few total plays, plays for each team. Yeah. Runs on all run on offense. So we're just seeing either quicker games because the NFL wants quicker games. We know they want quicker games because they don't like to have the long time and kids and have everybody be held out by it. But the, yeah, but is it, is it, I mean, longer games, shorter games on the field, but like the broadcast time is the same. They get the more commercials in there. Amazon. I can't take these commercials. I mean, I I watch a game when I try to watch a game and I see these, you know, the crown is yours. Make every moment mean more. See, you're just hypersensitive to the gambling stuff. I don't. They don't even come across. I, I, I'm more you or less. Don't watch it. You haven't watched a commercial in five years. You're we ADD. Talking? You I don't watch, watch anything. You. I have four. Stuff. I have four games on at once. I see the same commercial over and over again. You I don't see the, even watch it. I see different it's markets. Numb to you, I, it's numb to me. That's true. But I, I more or less watch it because I think Travis Kelsey's on every single ad that it's, it's on the oh, on TV now. God, this guy's on every single commercial. And when do you think he shot those? Hmm. Hey, do you think he shot those last all yet? Week? Last week? Oh, yeah. He said all last week. Yeah. Travis Kelsey shot all of those completely shot during the, bye the week? fall. Did he do it on yeah, the, the other day, bye week. Yeah. There's no way he would have shot that in the spring or the off season or the summer. There's no way they knew that Experian and, and, and Pfizer and State Farm and um, there's two other ones. He's on five ad campaigns right now in the NFL. Five. It's a little much, isn't it? A little much. Little coordinated, uh, little planned. I don't know. Happens to be dating somebody that helped that. I don't. What do I know? What do I know? It's all too perfect. Don't tell my wife, please. Colts rookie Anthony Richardson could be out for the season, according to the owner. Making that announcement yesterday on a radio show, I believe, for Jim Mersey. This is the problem about drafting a running quarterback, right? You draft him. He looks great. 
Goes up there, bam, shoulder out, season over. Was it so bad when the quarterbacks dropped back and just were, were pocket quarterbacks and passed the ball? They seemed like they stayed healthy longer. Healthier, yeah. And, and you know, that's another thing that's probably contributing to the lack of offense. Constant turnstile with a lot of quarterbacks. Guys don't play. I mean, if Fair. you play 16 games as a quarterback in the NFL, that's rare. the exception. That's rare, yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. this is a bummer for the Colts fans. We've got a ton of guys from Indiana, uh, you know, to watch the show and participate in the show. And again, thank yeah. you guys for doing it. Got to be a bummer for a Colts fan, no? Absolutely. Because Minshew, I mean, he can hold way. I mean, he can like hold the dam up like he can do, but he's not going to be able to do it for long. Like it's going to oh. break and it's going to be bad. Like, you, you know, his, he is a limited quarterback. What he can do. You know, over one or two weeks in a spot start or coming in in relief, yes. But over the course of the next, you know, 10, 12 weeks, <coughs> Colts are probably playing for the draft, most likely. Right. Figuring out what to do with Jonathan Taylor and then figuring out what to do, you know, with Probably Jonathan. pretty excited he came back, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that stinks. I was I was really looking forward to seeing, but I guess it's a grade three sprain, uh, uh, tear of the throwing shoulder. Uh-huh. So they're like, it could be a, long-standing issue if he keeps coming back and re-injuring it and so it's more or less looking at the future for anthony richardson you took him in the top five so the Colts are trying to protect their investment which is a bummer for this year but they weren't weren't going anywhere this year anyway so we'll see if he comes back but speaking of coming back robert Sala is talking about this like openly now that aaron Rodgers to come back he's around the team he's talking and they won't rule it out right that he may be returning at some point during the 2023 season. He talked about it today on Pat's show mm-hmm. that he has taken a more aggressive approach that he told the doctor to do some, not really experimental things, but do things that would get him back on the field this year. Mm-hmm. You said it yesterday. If Zach Wilson takes this team to the playoffs, just hand him the keys. There you go. You're giving it to Rogers. You cool with that? You have to be. I mean, that's what they're 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 playing. They're all planning it. They're all talking about it. It's openly just being discussed. I mean, he knows he's holding his place. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. So, whether you're cool with it or not, that's the plan. You can see it. They're openly saying it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little weird, right? I can't believe the guy's coming back. He tore his Achilles. How's that possible? I mean, what kind of alligator blood does he got in him? Well, that's that's I mean, he's it's closer re- to our age than he is a kid's age. Correct. It's a re-injury worry, though. Oh, but, uh, it, it, it's about the re-injury of it that people are concerned about. It's not the fact that he's hurt now. He took him back. Everything could be in place. But to go play NFL football, he could be one step or one tackle away from the thing snapping again. And then he's out for another year. Claire chick just came in the chat and said, uh, he's JPC to fourth mm-hmm. Rogers is going to pull Jerry rice, come back too fast and instantly get hurt again. That's very possible. And then that's I mean, a wrap, right? Somebody on Twitter yesterday wanted to point out the fact that it happened in, uh, in 1972 with, I guess with brought with Bob greasy where he got hurt early and then he came back, rode right in and took the team to the Super Bowl. Yes. I wasn't alive. So I was like, okay, but he wanted to say he was watching the show on Twitter and he pointed it out saying, we've seen this before in the right. NFL. 
when the star gets hurt, the backup gets sent packing. But that was, I mean, that was 50 years ago. Right. It's a long well, I time. I mean, ago. it could happen. I just Ooh. don't know if that means success. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, how do you like to be Zach Wilson? Listen, that's right. part of the gig. It is. Zach Wilson, knows, Zach Wilson knows Aaron Rodgers is a starting quarterback. I know, but like, is it you're three and three? You just beat the Eagles. Like, yeah. does the kid get any credit at all? The kid no. get any like get any love? Did he get any like attaboys that like we can do this? We're all in on Zach. This is literally like your your current wife talking about her ex husband and going like when he comes back from the military, I'm going with him. Like, like a, little, a little different than that. No, it's 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 you. I mean, that's you're married to Zach Wilson for the next 10, 12, 14 weeks. Okay. And the second that he comes back, you're done. Goodbye. No matter what you've done, doesn't matter. I mean, this is Robert Sala had to apologize for sticking his foot in his mouth about talking about the quarterbacks he embarrassed. I want to like this guy. I do. He's got diarrhea of the mouth. Like, oh boy. shut up. Stop talking. Oh. Don't talk about Aaron Rodgers. Don't talk about him being your secret weapon or your binky, whatever the hell you called him yesterday about having him. He's walking me through everything. He's my secret weapon here for this. Bob, like, this is why Belichick's press conferences are really boring. Because he knows better. Just don't say anything. Just do what you're doing and don't tell anybody you're doing it. There's no need to publicly say anything about what's happening with the Jets. Zach's our guy. We are all in on this. Stop waiting and pining for Aaron Rodgers. Because if Zach Wilson sucks, there's nothing to come back to. Right. So what are you worried about what might be there? Worry about now. What's going on in your locker room right now? Today, Zach Wilson's your quarterback. If by some modern miracle, Aaron Rodgers is back, then you talk about it. You don't talk about it now. Let Aaron go on Pat's show and talk about how he's going to come on back. And, and, and the coach should say, I'll believe it when I see it. For now, Zach's our guy. Focus on him. Because the team's going to do the same thing the coach is doing. Oh, man, if we could just get through this and get to Aaron. Way to support your quarterback, man. The kid's got confidence problems as is. <laughs> like, Jesus, what are we doing? So it's it's one of those cases where... I don't know if they pay attention to the press conferences or not. I always used to question that when I was covering those, when I would go to the weekly press conference with Cower every week when I was in Pittsburgh. And I would be like, do the players actually pay attention to this or is this a show for the media and for the fans? Because you got to wonder, if they do, they're like, man, he don't even believe this guy's the quarterback. <laughs> like he's waiting for him to come back. So you start to get those murmurs in the locker room amongst each other. And then you got this kid who's really trying. I mean, he's improved. He's not, you know, what ultimately they would want or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But you're three and three. Jets fans believe they can make the playoffs. Put it in the chat right now. Three and three. Jets in the playoffs, yes or no? Just in the playoffs. They ain't winning the division. But Relax. you can't write it off as being a complete impossibility anymore. I mean, oh, I don't at, think so. I mean, look at their schedule. But, I mean, they have the opportunity to win nine, ten games if Zach Wilson stays away from being Zach Wilson. Like, he just got you got a running game. Give the ball to Brees Hall. Play defense the same way you beat Brees the Eagles. Hall is a 
beast. Yeah, I beast Iowa State. Run. He was a beast. Yeah, he got hurt last year, and so him back is phenomenal. He's running the ball like that's the guy I want running the ball. Like yep. if I'm running like that, and they look like they can commit to him running the ball, which would make us throw less. Which sometimes it's okay to throw less, keep the ball, play some yeah. defense. I'm not saying play like Iowa, you know, in college and where we're no play exactly like Iowa. Play exactly like Iowa. Play exactly like Iowa. Yes. If I'm if I'm the Jets, I'm doing Kirk Farron's 2.0 offense. My punter is my favorite player. <laughs> Kid, get your leg warm because you're gonna be punting 15 times today. We're gonna try to win this game nine six. Percy Ross goes in the chat. He's a big Jets fan. He's like, we three and three. I'm not trying to hear nada. Smart. That's smart. You shouldn't, you should not want. But there wasn't one person that said, yeah. Oh no. Floodhouse said yes. Everyone else says no. Oh, Richard Kalish also said yes. It is rat poison to start talking about the playoffs. If you're the Jets right now, but you beat the Eagles. All right. It's a, a big W it's a long season. We got a long way to go for the New York Jets, but you're three and three at the moment. With hope, with hope into the bye, you go, you'll come out against the giants chargers at home. Wait, say who's the first game back giants at the giants. Technically, but they should win that game. They should win that game. Chargers at home on Sunday night, which should what be the hell. I mean, that game is that's a pick up the night, way sorry. the Chargers are playing. That's a that Jets might be favored by that time. Okay. At the Raiders. Oh, that, game they can I mean, win. If they win those two games out of the bye and come here five and three with hopes of making the playoffs. Jets fans are coming. They're gonna come and they could be six and three. <coughs> and then they play at <coughs> buff at Buffalo. Jets fans, that's- if you're coming. Reach out to us at BVB uh, or whatever. We'll see if we can get we'll see if we can get them hooked up with the circa uh, okay. and places to stay and all that other stuff. I'm reach out to reach guys. out yeah. to you. Don't reach out to me. Uh, <laughs> then they have the the Bills on the road, which is going to be a loss. Dolphins at home, which is probably going to be a loss. But then after that, they play home for the Falcons, home for the Texans, at the Dolphins, home for the Commanders, at the Browns, at the Patriots. Geez, they actually could win ten games now. Yes. Yes, if Zach Wilson doesn't throw up all over himself. So Robert Sala, shut up. (laughs) Just talk about tomorrow. Stop talking about Aaron Rodgers, okay? Stop wondering about the what-ifs. The White Knight's going to ride in on the stallion and save us all. Like, dude, really? Like, put it away for a second. Just got to stop. Your man KG said it best, and I used to mimic it all the time in the book. I mimic it all the time in life. Anything is possible. It could happen. The Jets could make the playoffs. Could. Don't think they will, but they could. One more football topic and we'll get to baseball. Uh, Vegas is already being pushed by the NFL for another Super Bowl. League. Let's let's do this first one first, please. Without even having the Super Bowl. Oh, a NFL executive has said that Las Vegas will be in the rotation of games involving Phoenix and New Orleans yep. and all the places they've gone before because Las Vegas has been such a great host so far. Yep. And they know what the event's going to be like coming up here in February. Yep. Which is why we all said build the damn stadium. This Correct. was my point to everybody who was like, oh, you're using taxpayer money, 750. 750- I was like, stop it. It's like, if the NFL comes to Vegas and gives us a Super Bowl, building it is already 
a wonderful success. We get multiple Super Bowls. If you're in a rotation every four years where they go to San Francisco, to Arizona, they go to New Orleans, and they go to Vegas, and they do this constant like rotation that they're talking about doing with four to five cities, and that's what we're going to have for a Super Bowl perspective. Are you kidding me? To have it here every four to five years? That'd be fun. Are you it's going to pay quintuple itself. Yep. The idea we had to build this stadium. It was a wonderful, awesome idea. And I get it. Our schools suck and it's a problem. I have my kid in my school too. So I get it. She's in public school. I get the anger. But from a city perspective, a job perspective, an econo- an economic impact perspective, the NFL is already in love with Vegas. It's beautiful. Can't wait. February is going to be awesome. Job perspective. It ain't helping jobs. But it's, uh, it's disagree. What jobs does it help? There's already so many events I'm seeing ads for, for people for the Super Bowl, for coming in, for waitresses, for, for dancers, for um, for servers, for bartenders. Oh, yeah. A little service jobs for a week. It's great. I mean, it's, it's money. It's economic okay. impact. That's money coming in. Yeah. People getting jobs. People are going to have work for two weeks going into the Super Bowl. They're hiring interns. UNLV kids are getting hired to yeah. do events. It's going to be big. It's going to be, it's a, it's a big, all that stuff adds up over the course of a two week stretch that the league's going to be here for. So yeah. hotel I mean, rooms. Come, it's kind of carpet bag and they come in, usually and leave. I mean, of course, but that's no what every big economic event. impact. How is city. CES any different? It's the same thing. They come in two weeks and they're out. To say, oh, that's, that's what we do. We do that. What was G2E? It's the same thing. They come in, they got. What had the people pay for the stadium? No. What do you mean? Who who paid for that stadium? Well, the the the, the room tax came from people who, who stay on the strip. There's a one percent room tax that was added to pay for the seven hundred fifty million dollars. The bonds okay. were, the bonds that were purchased. Local people, we didn't get charged for the Raiders stadium. The Raiders stadium. Right. Locals have not been have not been charged. The argument's going to be with the A stadium. What happens with that as to how that gets built? But right, um, we'll see. Okay, Rangers win game two. Five four over the Astros. They score five runs quick or four runs quick. Five one. They hang on to win five four. Like I was afraid of that bullpen for the Rangers is leaky. Two zero lead now. Astros are four to one to come back. They have a better record on the road than they do at home. Yes, my moles in Houston media. They believe the Astros are still going to the World Series. Do they really? They do. They believe that they are going to win three of the next four games and setting up a game seven. Wowza. I mean, that could happen. We don't know. Uh, Scherzer's the big X factor. I have no idea what he's going to bring. No idea. They're minus 130. Rangers are or Houston? Texas. <sighs> They've outscored. Shoot, what's the stat? The guy said, my Houston guy said, <coughs> sent me this <coughs> Uh, here's the stat he sent to me. Uh, they've outscored Texas 63 to 32 in Dallas this year. Who has? Yeah, the Astros have. Oh. So that was, is that a big deal? Yeah, it's a big Six deal. games, seven games? It's a big deal. <laughs> they've killed, they've killed Dallas. They've killed the Rangers in Dallas. Yeah. And they're going to play three games consecutively in Dallas. Texas hasn't lost a game in a playoff shit, though. They're seven and oh. So it's pretty good. In 2014, the Royals won eight games in a row. They lost the World Series. But that's the last time we've seen a streak like this where a team has opened up the postseason winning seven games in a row. Yeah. Royals won eight. Rangers this year will have won seven. 
Astros in 2022 won seven. They won the World Series. The Braves in 2020 won seven games in a row. They lost in the lost. NLCS. Yeah. In 2007, the Rockies won seven games, but they lost the World Series to the Red Sox. I was there. Uh, in 1976, the Reds won seven games. They won the World Series. 2017, Dodgers won six games in a row. Uh, they lost in the World Series. Lost. Cleveland, Cleveland, 2016, won six games in a row. They lost, lost. in the World Series. Yeah. So that's all of it dating back. I guess six games also was run by uh, the Orioles in 1970, and they won the World Series. So nothing really gleaned from it, except that they're one win away from tying the record for the most consecutive wins in a postseason in baseball history. If they win tomorrow, they will be in the World Series. It may take a game or two to get there, but Houston's not winning four in a row. Can't say that. They're not winning four in a row. Can't say that. I just did. Okay. Can't we'll say it. it. 2004. We've seen it. It happened. I know. I know. You've seen it. It's happened before. It's not happening. It's not happening. Defending I mean, champs. It ain't happening. It's, it's, it's Houston. Has to win tomorrow to keep the series alive. Now, if they do, we're back. I think we get it. We, we can get the series extended. Because they won't see Montgomery. I don't think they're going to pitch him because the guy's on, on short rest and pitch him on Thursday. So probably. Yeah. See that. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll get they'll get another. I don't know how they piece together the fourth game. Both teams. It's well, going to be both. I was going to ask you, just, which I was like, because Verlander's not going to pitch game four, you know, or game no, three. Right? I, game I, four. Well, I'd be I mean, he might, you know, because one four seven is right? going, but that's the way they used to go was one four seven, and Verlander might do it. I don't know if they would. I don't know if Montgomery would do it. Would I mean they if the Rangers would want to do it? But um, I don't know. I mean, Sports Avenger just came in a chat and said we all know already it's Rangers Phillies World Series. Do we know that? No, Phillies. I think will be will be the D backs. I mean, I think the Phillies are. It's going to be very hard for the Phillies to get beat. That is a team. We'll get to that game in a second, but that team is right now. They, for the very first game, when they, who was it? Did the ring celebration, um, got the second base. Everyone thought that he was doing the middle finger, but he was doing the ring finger. Castellanos. No, uh, he was holding it up, but it was just, yeah, he was doing that. It was Castellanos. He was doing this. Yeah. Okay. Whoever was doing that, they had a mission. They've had a mission since last year. So my, I, I don't really know who, I don't care. I, I almost like, I don't care who comes out of the American league. The Phillies are going to win the world series. Wow. It's just look at around the league and look at the home field advantage they have. And look at what that ballpark was like last we night. We haven't well, seen Texas's home field advantage yet. They haven't been home yet. How's that? You believe that? Been on the road this whole time. One game, no, one game. They won game at home. Oh, the third game. Yeah, that's they, right. They, they lumped it once. They won huge. They routed. That was it. Yeah, that was rocking too. That yeah. was a, holy crap. I don't All know. Right. Philly. Well, Percy Roscoe just came in and said Philly's Astros World Series and Phillies win it. Guys, put it in the chat. I right don't think now. the Astros. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I think betting the Astros at four to one right now is a good bet. You do. I do. I do. I think I think it's a good bet. And if nothing less, like if it gets to a seventh game, you can hedge off of it. I mean, you could pick the exacta right now. He's the Houston over to Phillies is 10 to 1. Well, I don't want I mean, 
Oh, and then you bet the other side? Of course. Come in bet the other side? Yeah, I don't mind that Houston either. Houston over the Diamondbacks is 60 to 1. How how messed up am I? I'm sitting in the doctor's office waiting to go back, and I'm scrolling all the apps trying to find the best prices on these things just so we could look for before the show or after the show and have it. Um, what are you doing right now? Are you coming up with something? What are you doing? You look, you're, you're doing something. No, I was going to sneeze. I was trying to mute the mic. Oh, oh, oh. Phillies, Rangers, Phillies, Rangers, Phillies, Astros agreed. Wow. Huh. I mean, you could do both bets. You could do Astros over Phillies and you could do Astros to win the series at right. four to one and 10 to one. And then, and then work off of it. Just hedge off of it. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind that at all. I don't Creed, think the Astros Creed are dead. versus dancing on my own. Creed wins. No. Okay. Can we please stop this dancing on my own? The reason why I don't like the Phillies is because that's not their song. They ripped it off and stole it. And I can't stand when teams do that. And now they're going to run around and act oh. like they won a world series for using oh. their song. And it's not because Swarbrick ripped it off from the Red Sox. It's embarrassing for the Phillies. Whenever they play it, whenever I see a bar singing, whenever I see Philly fans singing, I am embarrassed for you. You should understand this. I feel bad for you. Because Philly has been accused of being unoriginal for years, and you're playing right into that whole entire thing that you're just a copycat city. You can't come up with anything on your own, so you have to go ahead and make sure everybody else. It's a follower city. It's been a, Philly's been a follower city for a very long time. Oh, so it's like this is just kind of right in the, the same world. Expressed right now of the BVB are from Matt Peralt only, the yes, Bostonian it's, it's, guy, the mass hole, whatever yes, you want to call yes. him. That's, but he said, I didn't have that to do with it. It's that. a copycat city. <gasps> Been that way for a long time. You can run it back if you want to go, well, Matt, you know, look at the, all the history. I'll give you all that. But like post-1970, eh. So stop using that song, please. Oh so if I'm going to go, if I have to listen and I hate Creed, oh, at least Creed is unique to the Rangers because who the fuck wants Creed playing in a locker room? Good for them. Merch Texas, too. No, I'm giving them credit. I'm giving them credit for pulling out one of the worst songs in the 90s to go ahead and bring that back and bringing Scott Staff back into our life, which we never should have had that happen to begin with. We're going to deal with this wannabe Pearl Jam's band coming back. What is he doing right now? I don't even know what you're doing. It's the truth. Oh, absolute truth. But one pitch, one home run was pretty damn cool. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you you want to set a fire? You want to let off fireworks in Philadelphia? Gallon fastball, bye bye. One swing, one nothing. Game over. Schwarber Schwarber went up there with one purpose. I'm looking for a fastball, middle in. He got the exact pitch he was looking for. Hit it to New Jersey. I believe if you hit it out of right field, I believe that's towards Jersey. <laughs> it was going so fast. I was like, oh my See goodness. Ya. Okay, second batter out. Harper comes up, or no, second batter got on. I think it was, and then Harper came up and hit his home run. It was done. It was three nothing. It was Zach, wow. Zach Gallen threw? Uh, was a stat like fifty nine of sixty pitches? Zach Gallen, his last sixty starts, has opened a game with a fastball, oh. and the Phillies knew it. They did. They knew it. They knew they watched the tendency. They watched the trend and they waited for Gallon. He starts every game with a fastball through Swarber fastball. <laughs> he tattooed it. The best is went like, I mean, we used to tell the kids that I'd watch, I'd watch the other pitcher warm up and I'd have, you know, I'd go watch games in between games and I'd be like, listen, 
She's going to start short a fastball. Just just look for the fastball. If it's not, let it go. Strike one. Right. She throws a change or a curve or something. Let it go. Right. But I'm telling you, look for the fastball. When you're looking for it and you get it, it's like batting practice. Don't matter how fast it is. You're looking for that pitch and you get it. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. Crushed. And then on his birthday, Harper goes deep. Celebration goes off. I mean, Cart- I mean, Arizona made it a little bit competitive, but still a 5-3 win. What do you do today? Numbers 165. <laughs> D-backs are going to face Nola, who has been just dumb good. Yeah. I like the Phillies again. I don't know. I mean, it's hard not to like the Phillies today. Yeah. It's, it's really hard not. I mean, it's, I would it's love weird because I got all these positions and all this. I mean, I got it nailed. I don't have to do anything anymore. And I'm going to make, no matter what happens, I'm going to make a, a decent amount or a really good amount. Like it's, it's, it's the work is done, but I want to keep adding to it. It's taking away from my, wanting to bet on the individual games. Right. Which is exactly what happens when you work in the book. Like you're uh, constantly working and then the individual games come and you're like, eh, it's nothing. We only need this game for like 180,000. You know, and you just you become it's so weird. You become numb to it. Like I'm getting a text last night as the Phillies are going and you know, my buddy Norm and his his son Nate, I think they're going tonight. So I mean oh, Nate's undefeated. It's it's done. Like it's you know, they're talking about coming out to try to go to Arizona to watch nice. clinch in Arizona, and I'm like, gosh, it's, they didn't clinch nothing yet. Relax. Like, Save that um, trip for the World Series, right? Do that in the World Series. Don't do that for an NLCS. Watch the clinching game in a World Series. That's what you want. Way more fun than winning the pennant, win the World Series. This comes uh, from a Penn State Schmear College of Business graduate, a guy who works for the Action Network, Shane Trail. Oh yeah. Yep. Philly starter Aaron Nola finds himself in a productive situation tonight. In his career, when the Phillies' Aaron Nola is pitching at home against a non-divisional opponent, and he is more than a minus 140 favorite, okay. he's 25-3 and three straight up. It's pretty good. <laughs> 90%. Yeah. So that's bad news here for the D-backs. Price should be higher than minus 155 then. Yep. Right. So just FYI, it sure feels like a two nothing lead for Philadelphia. Yeah. Not telling you to lay 150, 155, 165 is expensive, but I don't hate it. <laughs> you want to just take the money line. I said if you lay 155 or 160 when the line should be two dollars, that's a good bet. That's, right. It's, it's, it's juice, but you know, that's that's nothing. I don't know. There's ways to to bet it that you don't have to lay that juice, but sometimes the money line bet is the best bet. So I don't know. I'll be watching it later. I'm getting a text now from the kids producing the show. What are you, you know? What are you looking at? I'm like, I'm watching baseball, and there's hockey, and we'll get to that here in a second. Right. There's a lot going on. I want to talk about football. We talked about it here, but like, yeah. there's nothing to look at tonight. No, tonight? Well, last night? No. Yeah. No, no. Right? Not, not on Tuesday. I, no, no. no. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. I Wednesday. Want no graphics for for nothing about yeah. that. Nothing. Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't believe it should be football days. Thursday, Friday, Monday, Thursday, Friday. Well, I like then- what we do here on BVB. Like we we kind of look at the college slate on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. 
and you know pick the games we're going to talk about. Yeah, you know, I mean, and you know which game we're right. really talking about. There's only really right. one game. I don't, I don't know. There's more than one game to talk about next. No, week. I mean, there's really one game for you. Oh, there's only one game to talk about, but there's other games going on. Other big games in game college football. There's some big games in college football going on that we'll get into Wednesday tomorrow. Thursday's NFL. We go through the NFL slate on Thursday, and then Friday we do it all and we mix picks in place. Right. Uh, okay, one more quick baseball story. Trevor May retired yesterday, pitcher. And on the way out, decided that he wanted to just go ahead and flame everybody. To John Fisher, he said, quote, sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. Let someone who actually, like, takes pride in the things they own, own something. There's actually people who give a bleep about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else. Dork. This is what we're getting, Dave, here in Vegas. Like, this is who... (laughs) This is what we're getting. Like we're getting guys that when they're retired, rather than thanking their high school baseball coach or their college baseball coach or their wife or their kids and their family. No, during his retirement announcement video, he takes time out to call John Fisher, the owner of the A's a dork. Uh, Was he lying? No, but I don't know if he's lying. I mean, that was a, was a rough season. I mean, you know, he got outdrawn by minor league baseball teams Here. all over the place. Like, got, um, is that part of the exit interview? Do you think he said that? <laughs> is he cleaning out his locker? Like, was he, is that dark? Do you think there was an HR person there sitting with him while he was doing it on the, on the way out? Like, hey, um, Trevor, we got to sit down and just look at, you know, for the file. For a file, let's, let's, let's do an exit interview. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you think of the team? What'd you think of the owners? <laughs> John Fish is a dork. Take Did you ever do one know. of those exit interviews? Oh, have I ever? Yes. They're so dumb. They're so bad. Like, what's the purpose, really, of the exit interview? Uh, who? Who is it wh- for? What it I believe you. they are for, they, they, they want to know whether or not you're going to sue them. That's what they want to know. They want to know, are there things that that we don't know about that you know about that you're going to go and tell the public about how much trouble are we in is the question really that's what they're for yeah they want to know how mad are you how angry how much dirt you have how was your overall working experience it was a disaster what do you think (laughs) how do you rate your boss he was a scumbag you know what my boss is jag off why would you say that by the way jag off is that term Jag off. Yeah, jag off. It's very important that people learn this. Yeah. Can you go on national TV and say the word jack off? It's yeah. not the same thing. Not the same. <laughs> it's not the red. That's not the insult you're looking for. Not the same. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, to hockey we go. Nine rounds. Nine. Not to be confused by nine, nine round boxing, which is what my friend owns here in town. Oh. Shootout rounds. Yeah. Canes and the Kings last night. Mm. This is good. We like this. This is how we should be doing this. We enjoy shootouts. Well, should we play regular hockey for another period, no, a full I'm period? Go- I'm going to con- continue to push the idea of every five minutes, you drop two more skaters. So eventually you're playing one-on-one? Correct. That is silly. It's hockey. It's more than a shootout. Not hockey. Sure it is. One-on-one, at least with the shootout, is it's There's no defense. Than, I don't want to be skating one-on-one against you. 
Why not? Dropping a puck and there's no defense going around. You. No, it'll end fast. Two on two will end. The vast majority of it will add, and we, it'll be better than. You see, I tweeted it today. See that goal they scored? How slow one of the skaters. That guy in? needs to be fired from doing shootouts. They shouldn't allow him to do it. All the rules state is you must be moving forward. I know. Speed doesn't matter. It's terrible. Like Shoot that guy, if he won a shootout like that against us, the next game, first shift, he gets run. <laughs> What'd you do that for? Because you, you skate like that on a shootout. That's why. Well, it's, it's the rules. I know. And so is running you. I'll take two minutes. <laughs> That's the way you settle that. Like that is, I watched that and I was like, oh my, I mean, like, I never did shootouts until I played roller hockey here. Okay. You know, when we played in, in the men's league. So I would always be one of the shooters. If you played, uh, we would go three and three. And if it wasn't settled, we would go, I think, one, 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 one. It was go five deep. And then it was a tie. That was it. It didn't get settled. So you didn't get these extended shootouts. I don't know if you could do that in the NHL, but nine shootouts is ridiculous. Or that that that's just nine silly. rounds. It's nine dumb. rounds. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's it doesn't. I I don't know. Just determining a point off this is a bad idea. It's not hockey. It's Ghost Runner two point So we should go back to ties. No, I mean I don't like ties. I mean the reason why the NHL doesn't like because American sports fans do not like ties. Somebody said to me on 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 Twitter and said, "Why don't we just go for ties? It works for soccer." Yeah, that's the problem. Soccer and hockey. Hockey does not want to be soccer. So no, we used to have ties in hockey. We did, all yes, all the time. And that would and they got away from it because US Canadian sports fans don't care about it. American sports fans hate ties. They do not like them. So that's why they do the shootout. But I mean, look, two on two or three on three. Okay. Just drop it down. Two skaters and one goalie. No, just play it like that. Three why skaters not? and one goalie. Three on three, that, that would be fine. You can't play two on two. That's silly on a big right. ring. I mean, you have to play half court. But they do that now. I mean, it's three on three. Yeah, just keep playing three on three. Play for 10 minutes. If you play three on three for 10 minutes, you'll settle 90% of the games. I just the three on three leads yeah. to so many scoring chances. Yeah, just keep on going. And it's I, electric to watch. I just say keep on playing it. Just let it the go. The overtimes yeah. in the NHL – especially with certain teams, like it's fun as hell to watch. You're on the I edge agree. of your seat. When you're at the game, there's so much open ice. Like right. I, I watch it. I dream of like, it's tight out there. These guys are gigantic. The space is not much. Three on three. They're artists. They go to work. They can skate. I'm with it's you. I, I get rid of shootouts. If I, if I have two things I kill in sports, I kill the ghost runner and I kill hockey shootouts. Want them both gone. The ghost runners tremendous. Ghost runners horrible. Kill them both. Blackhawks win again as Damn big right they dogs. Did. Big dogs. They beat Toronto. The game goes under like I thought. I didn't think it would be four one for Chicago, <laughs> but it was four one win. Could the Blackhawks be decent? I mean, they're, well, I mean, they're projected. Gonna be, they're going to be very entertaining. One, two, very competitive in games that they're probably not. Expected to be competitive. There's going to get, they're going to get blown out some games too. Don't worry about it. But so far, when you watch them play, playing somewhat disciplined, uh, <coughs> staying out of the penalty box, mm. 
getting good enough goaltending, not asking I mean, the guy. Soderberg was amazing last night. He was phenomenal. Right. So, like, they're going to be in games. I don't think it's going to take a little while to get priced right. Let's put it that way. Okay. It's going to take a little while to get priced right in a book because the expectations are so low. You're making big dogs. And we talked about it yesterday. I couldn't believe that price for Toronto and them. I don't know what you make them. You know, if people are betting it and laying it and using Toronto and all the parlays, you got to keep up on the price. But I'd be sitting in the room going, ah, we'll just relax. We'll just take the bets on Toronto and see. Yeah, it's funny. I bet I've been betting long enough now that like one reason why I bet the under in that game is because Austin Matthews had scored back to back hat tricks to open the season. And everybody was like, Toronto is a wagon offensively. They're going to yeah. give you sc- scored one goal last night. Like it was just pretty, it was just like a cool off was happening. Like where no one's going right. to stay that hot. Right. Right. On right. top of the fact that the team you're playing gets paid too. And they're going to spend their entire time saying that guy just scored six goals in two games. Stop him. <laughs> like make somebody else beat you. And so that's, you know, I didn't think they'd win the game. I thought it would be like a three, one win for Toronto. Turned out to be a four, one wow. win for Chicago. Um, a O W N in the chat just said the Blackhawks and the Coyotes are going to be very pesky teams. I agree with that. I Ross bet Randall came in and said the Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs and probably get through the first round if they can stay healthy. Wow, disagree. disagree. But I bet wow, Ross. I bet the I bet the Coyotes on the puck line last night at plus one and a half, and the money line last night at plus one ninety. They, they, they lost one? two to one. Yeah. So I, I ended up when I ended up uh, losing a little money on it, but nothing serious. And I look, I think the coyotes are going to be better than people think. I am on board with the idea that the Especially coyotes early in the season. Yeah. With the depth not being an issue. Like everybody's yeah. healthy right now. Agreed. So the younger teams are going to be competitive if they get the goaltending and they have capable goaltending. So they're going to be okay. Yeah. So tonight, in in Philly, yep. This is a tough two. You could kind of do half the Flyers game and then go to the baseball game. Kind of tough, but you got oh, a hockey game at six oh. o'clock Eastern. Oh, there's going to be some traffic at that joint. Oh, you think? <laughs> parking lots. Yeah, they that's, share parking lots. Oh, that's so right the oh, Wells boy. Fargo and the bank are going to be yeah both going on simultaneously in Philadelphia tonight, but they're starting the hockey game early because of the baseball game. So they got it at three o'clock our time, right? Six o'clock Eastern. This game will go off with Vancouver and Philadelphia. Some interesting stats here. If you're curious about what happened last year, Vancouver was the number one, sorry, <laughs> the, the number two team in the hot hockey last year on the road to the over 27, 13 and one. Yeah. Philadelphia was 23, 17 and one to the over. Is that a three ring notebook? Yes. Is it really? Look yes. at that. Uh, That's Vancouver 0-0-1 this year on the road, but nine and seven goals given up so far. Demko, do we know the goalies yet? It was supposed to be Demko. Foner. Get this. Uh, Let's see. Starting. I'm getting very angry at the NHL already with the starting goalies being swapped Demko out. Demko expected. Yeah. Hart expected. Good. Okay, so that's it's how I bet. Not confirmed though. Yeah, like so, other teams have confirmed. Right. So Demko is three point six five goals against average on the road last year. He had three point one three against Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia had seven and six goals scored in the first two games. Carter Hart two point eight six goals against average. Six goals in two games given up last year. 
I think this is all offense tonight. Over. Yep. Agreed. Six over minus 15. Let me see what the current. I went over. I went over higher than that. Six over a quarter. Wow. Six over a quarter is everywhere. And six and a half under minus a quarter is everywhere. I laid 105 to the over six and a half. Okay. I want to get it. own says it's Demko. So. Yeah. Over for this game. There you go. Uh, Arizona's on a back-to-back at the Islanders. These back-to-backs are brutal. They're hard to price in the book. I, I We used to go back and forth, me and this, you know, T-Foss, Tommy, one of my dear friends who, who was a hockey guy that did it. We did it for years together. He valued them a little bit more. I was terrible with it early. I got better with it later, and especially when you knew the goalies. Yeah. Who played goal last night for Arizona? Ooh, the guy whose the guy whose name I can't pronounce. Is he playing tonight? Arizona tonight. I don't know. Chat. Uh, it says Ver Verge yeah. Melka. Yeah, that's the guy who played last night. I can't say his name. Okay, Verge Melka is playing tonight. Confirmed. Confirmed. So, okay. Sorokin is so playing tonight. Yeah. I... Under six. Let's see. This is an under game. Probably. Oh yeah. Six under twenty now. Two to one, four, um, three, two to one. First two games for the Coyotes, both on the road. Three nothing and two, three to two for the Islanders. So, yeah. Under. under. Yeah. I think Under's probably a good play there. Under. Other side is the only seven on the board, Tampa at Buffalo. Sabres are favored, which is good for me because I, I'm on the under 96 and a half points for Tampa. So they're 0 2 and 1. They only have two points on the year. Could lose this game and open up one and three. I think Buffalo is going to be another pesky team. Young, young talent. Can score. Can score. Give a lot of shots. Give a lot of goals. Uh, Johansson <laughs> and Levy. Are, Levy's confirmed for Buffalo. Okay. Johansson expected for Tampa. Wow. Uh, seven. I love betting over seven. You do? I do. Yeah. So it's kind of like college football when it's 36, you bet under it's because it's that low, it's going to stay low. It's that high, it's going to go high. Yeah, man. When we give you a total of 68 or 71 and you guys, you know, people bet under and you just go, okay, it's, you know, it's (laughs) right. It's over the speed limit by mid midway through the third quarter. You're like, yeah, it's 32 (laughs) or 31 to 28, 59. Right. With uh, Oregon, with third quarter still playing. So good luck with that. Yeah. Oregon and Washington. Yeah. I I want Tampa to win this game. I'm not betting it, but I'm watching it. Uh, all right. How about Edmonton? They're 0-2 on the year. Yeah, you have this graphic must win tonight. It's not a must win. Okay. But 0-3 start for Edmonton is really bad. I agree. As I, was writing, as I was writing, I was saying, okay, this is kind of a, a hyperbolic statement, but 0-3 is 0-3. It is. In that locker room. I mean, the way they lost the game to Vancouver, that's more important of of losing the game. Which one? They lost them both. But but I got smoked. Eight to one in the first game. You're supposed to win the next game. (laughs) And the guy lost again at home. Right. You get smoked on the road. (laughs) Whatever happens, happens. All right. You come home and you hold home ice and you play with a little bit of pride and, you know, like physicality. Like you're not, like you get whacked eight one. You, I don't know. I watched a lot of that game. I mean, they're entertaining as hell to watch. 
Of McDavid course. is electric. Dreisaitl with him is just – it's so fun to watch. But, oh. my God, they give up a lot of shots. <laughs> I mean, they're playing that wide open, old school, whatever. Edmonton, Nashville – Kind of not using seven for this game. Contrast in styles. Edmonton. I mean, Nashville is not scoring at all. Edmonton's favorite, huh? Yep. It should be. Why? Because it's a huge game for them. They need to win it. Saros has been good. The one and two with a two point zero five goals against average. Nashville's one and two on the year. Five three in the opener. That they lost. That's the only nope. That was no that was last year. Sorry. What was that? Where is that game for the Oilers? Oh, I'm sorry, wrong game. That was uh no, that's right. Oh and two for the Oilers. Yeah. So they lost to Vancouver twice. And then the Preds have lost to Tampa, Seattle, and Boston. Or played Tampa, Seattle, and Boston. Lost to Boston three two, lost to Tampa five three, and beat Seattle three nothing. That's why the only hesitation is Nashville. Like every game for Edmonton, they're the number one team to the over on the road. Vancouver was two. Edmonton's one. So it's a good bet to bet the over, but Nashville may not, may not be interested in, in doing that and limit scoring chances. I don't know. Put it in a chat. We got over a hundred people and they're watching this thing right now. You guys are liking hockey, watching hockey, betting hockey, Edmonton or Nashville. Who do you got? I like over. I like over in the Oilers. Uh, six, three, six, you say four, Oilers four. to me right now. I definitely would say book it. Really? Yeah, I would take. I would give me a shot. With so if Nashville, with Nashville. If, if Nashville wins, Nashville will outscore Edmonton in that way. You think it's an over game? No, that that may be to cross streams where yeah. Nashville wins and under. It's, it's well, it's three two. Yeah, Sarah right. Agreed. Stops, yeah, you know, thirty eight shots. Agreed. If you like, I think you if know. you like Nashville, you like the under. If you like the Oilers, you like the over. I think it's correlated. Just given the way they play. Nashville, Edmonton, over, over, Nashville and over, Edmonton and over, over. Wow. I mean, this is this is a good number. I guess minus 124, minus 120, Edmonton. Forsberg to record a point. That's our boy E. That's Eric Garcia. That's our guy, right? That's easy watching the show. He's okay. betting hockey now. What are you doing? E, I like it. <laughs> um, took a chance with him to score a goal. Okay. Okay. That's good. Sog's props are always so crooked because of the Sog's props. What's a what's a shot on goal and what's not? Oh boy, gonna... that's only nothing but aggravation. Yeah. Okay, very aggravating. Oh. Oh. Official score and me need to have a conversation about what's a shot on goal and what is not. That's what What is wrong with Connor Hellebuck? Why? Eight goals in two games. Slow start. Slow start. Oh, boy. So I'm going against all the numbers here in this game because last year the Jets were 25, 15, and four to the under at home. Hellebuck had a 2.22 goals against average at home, but he's giving, he gave up 12 goals in three games to these LA Kings last year. Right. Had one game where he gave up five at home where this game is being played. Something is not right with Connor Hellebuck at the moment. Concerned. I haven't seen one second of a Winnipeg game yet. If you watch it tonight, you'll see just he's giving up goals he does not normally give up. It's I early. Took, I just took a peek over at my TV. They're doing it 
on NBA TV or NBA show. They're talking about odds. Yes. And stuff to win. I just, just because the odds are there, shouldn't you have somebody that might be qualified enough to talk about them? Because <laughs> they don't know what the odds are. <laughs> Where's the space going? Just reading, just reading a board. That's all they're doing. That's yes. right. I can't take it personal. Just reading the board. Oh, read the board here. All right. Well, six, four, five, three, the first two games involving the Jets this season. Six, five, five, two, the first two games involving the Kings this season. Over. Correct. But the numbers last year would say under. Uh, in, in the betting under six and a half is under, under minus 120 right now. Yeah. Over. Minus 25. Wow. I don't know. I like these early season overs. Me too. A lot of Ex- except in this game, because I got up and drove to, <laughs> to go. Impressive. I went and got the only six and a half on the planet. <laughs> it was good. Vegas and Dallas. Fanduel it's good Boyd. When you're alone for a couple days. Yep. Fanduel Boyd let you draw. Let's. It was that six and a half, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, no one's at six and a half." And the world was going to five and a half. I wonder got, why they had six and a half. I don't know. But don't it's know. Ottinger, it's Ottinger against Hill. This is a playoff game tonight. This is a three-two final. I wonder if anybody snapped your picture. Oh, well, is in there? Nah, they I run in, run out. I'm too fast. Run to the kiosk. Boom, boom, boom. Out. Kiosk <laughs> has cameras, you know. I know, but like I, I doubt they're worried about me. Guy took a six and a half under when it was supposed to be five and a half. Put you on that list. The only time I go there in person is to snipe that number. Mm -hmm. I snipe them all the time. I don't lose at that book very often (laughs) because when I go in and buy a ticket, I'm really going back to cashing that ticket. Normally speaking, just because I normally, if I'm going there in person, it means they have an off number. Their number is wrong. Right. And this number was wrong. (laughs) Six and a half was wrong. What is this? Two one or three two? Three two final in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great tonight. If, you, if you're Dallas is favored, yeah, Dallas is favored. Four one. Whoa, whoa! You are frozen, Mikey. Awesome, got you. They're clipping that. And they're going to put that in every video. <laughs> that is that one where there was. Oh my goodness, they got you. Something weird's been going on. You froze like eight times today. It's very weird. It's funny because I don't see myself freezing once. Good. Okay. That's good. Maybe it's just on my end then. That's good. Okay. Yeah. You've maxed you, your audio never gets all max hedromy. It's been going all max hedromy today. It's weird. I don't know what's that's good. Just you. on your end. Yeah. I was going to say you before a sports grid, you may want to reset your router. Uh, but yeah, this is a three, two final. And if you're going to the game, it's going to be awesome. Vegas has won every game on the puck line, four to one, every game under every game on the puck line. I don't understand why did they're dogs. This is this is a I don't know because it's a it's a huge game for Dallas. Walk into the Cup champs. Aiden Hill's uh, new goalie helmet tonight is phenomenal. Yeah, I saw that. Ooh, baby, that thing looks sweet, gorgeous. So you like Vegas tonight? Yeah. At home, lines wrong. I like the under, but yeah, lines wrong. Fun game, really fun game. Late night tonight. If you guys on the East Coast after baseball's over, find this game. It's going to be a war. I had a ticket tonight. I turned it down because I didn't feel good. Yeah, stay out of stay out of that. I was like, listen, man, I really ran hard last week. I was out. Don't go to out. I appreciate the offer. 
guy says, you want to go to the game? I got a ticket. He didn't even ask. He just told me he got a ticket. <laughs> unlike some other people who say, hey, you want to go to the game? It's 150. Oh, all right. Um, I'll pass. And right. At least tell me you're going to charge me. This guy didn't. Right. It was a freebie. And I said, no. So you like under? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Six and a half. Yeah. Get the best you, price in the world. If I lose. Four two. Even if I lose, I'm good. <laughs> like, right. What I'm hoping for is a very slow first period. Get this thing down to three and a half and bet over. Yeah. Have four, five, and six. Four, five, and six working? Yeah. That's that's working right there. Yeah. Try to middle it and get all get all three and, yeah. and knock out the, the, the middle on that. So we'll see that what happens tonight for hockey. Um, okay. Let's talk quick a couple of things before better to book it. Um this is one of those stories that we're going to show our age a little bit on this, uh-huh. but Showtime is exiting boxing yes. 2023. They will no longer be airing any live sports. Showtime sports will shutter at the end of the year. PBC has had this deal with Showtime been the main provider for fights since 2013. PBC is taking their fights to Amazon or, or to zone exclusively and they will cut out. Showtime major layoffs coming to Showtime, including Steven Espinosa, who's been running that thing for as long as I've been covering sports. Good thing, bad thing, indifferent. What's your reaction to this? I don't know. I was going to try to get, uh, uh, our guy, Eric, who's yeah. here cover, uh, he, Raskin. He yeah. Eric Raskin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause he, I saw his I mean, tweet actually is what prompted me to even see it. Okay. Um, because he said I'm an independent contractor. So, yeah. you know, it's different for me than for people who. Well, Al Bernstein, Al's time. a friend of the show. He's been on the show multiple times. Al's right. been the voice of Showtime boxing. I, I, I didn't want to reach out to Al because I don't know how he's going to take it. I mean, at some point I would love to talk to him either on air or off the air about it, but right. I mean, Al's the guy at the end of his career and right. You know, he, I, Watching Showtime boxing going away, I'm sure for a guy who's been with the, I don't know, 20 years, been calling fights for Showtime. Yeah. And now watching Showtime getting out of the boxing game entirely. Surprising. To me, it's surprising. I, given the fact that live sports are the one thing that people are still watching appointment live, viewing, appointment people viewing will, will schedule whatever it is they're doing when the game is on, when the fight is on. Yeah. You don't watch that usually on recorded Mm-mm. do you watch anything sporting wise sports wise on recorded oh yes yeah, sometimes i do but nothing with a boxing fight nothing like that no i mean i do it so i can watch it fast without the commercials yeah. later and I, it's right. because i was doing something else or watching something else like i'll tape it if i'm watching something like you know i have like with the nfl i get four games to watch right so if there's a game i'm gonna i know i want to watch for whatever reason mm. but i don't want to watch it live I'll tape it and watch it back later in the night. Right. Just, just see how it happens. I did that with the Dolphins and the Broncos game. I wasn't watching oh. it live. I wasn't watching okay. it live, but went back and watched it recorded and just watched it fast. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, the game was over pretty fast. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I will, I will, I watch those games like that. But for fights and whatnot, for it's weird to see a network like this, a brand like Showtime say, okay, we're getting Back out. Up. Right. That, that's what I thought. I, I, I was like, Wow. You know, big fights were always on HBO or Showtime. Just always. I mean, Mayweather was Showtime. Right. That's Every fight was on Showtime. That was. And 
in the lead up to the fights, the 24 sevens and, and, and all yeah. that other stuff was, great. was just great. It was, it, it, they did great work. It felt big every time it was on there. So when we talked to Steven at the Super Bowl last year, we had him on and I mean, talked about the future and what fights were going to look like and just kind of stunning. And, and I know for a lot of you youngsters and maybe in your twenties, you don't remember the big fights on Showtime or like what it was like here in Vegas. But I mean, HBO and Showtime fights on a fight weekend was a big damn deal. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of things that went down. You know, the UFC has changed things a lot. Bellator is for sale. So that was Showtime's other big property. Oh. And Bellator will be sold. So where that goes is a big question. So Showtime won't be carrying. That's where they're getting out. They're not going to carry Bellator. They're not going to carry fighting. Like they're out of sports. Does entirely. Bellator go away? No, Dana White has talked a lot about, like he wants Bellator to exist. Like the, to have a feeder system, to have that like hierarchy. Right. Like it works well for different promotions to be out there because it keeps the sport in the public eye. And if someone does like Michael Chandler, someone does well in Bellator, you could move up to the UFC and bring a fan base with you and the, and the UFC can benefit from that. So, uh, you know, Dana doesn't want to buy Bellator, but he's been asked numerous times about the future of it. And he's, he said publicly he would like to see Bellator continue and keep going, but you know, we'll see Is if anybody making any money doing this stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dana, I mean, UFC is valued at 6 billion. Oh no. I, I know what these things are valued at. It's a whole different story. I mean, like broadcasting sports. Like who's yeah. making like the, the money is just not what it was. Well, the competition's way higher than it ever has been. I guess. Like everything is diversified. Everything is splintered. So the, the problem is, is that we don't have the same type of we have an old construct for a new world. Mm. Like we need to get into the and you're fighting it. Old the, construct, new world. Look but, at that. I like but, that. But the new world is watching things on your phone and your tablet, which you don't want to do. Oh, I hate watching. So never watch a fight on my phone. I have. I watch them all the time. Snooze fest. I watch them all the time. So that that's the point. That's the point. That's the new. That's the new world. But the old construct is put something on TV, either charge pay per view or sell ads, or charge pay per view and sell ads. That's the new way. <laughs> right. The new, the new ways to do right. both. Or charge you a subscription fee and sell ads. That's the new world. It, is it working? I mean, Disney Should we Plus. charge BVB subscriptions? <sighs> People keep asking me that. I don't know. We have to ask you guys. I, I don't know how we're going to approach that. I mean, I YouTube know. wants us to dramatically. YouTube wants us to have memberships. Like they, they, they're pushing us. They offer us money. Literally, they said, you turn it on, we'll give you money. <laughs> like it will give you money for turning this on to have subscriptions. Cause they YouTube, I think one day YouTube might be a subscription service period. YouTube's always been free, but YouTube may have a subscription level for the whole darn thing at some point, the way that mm. it's going. But cause everything is subscription based. Everything is, you know, coming in. So I don't know. I mean, I've always said everything I've ever been done, ever done in content would be free. So I love the super chats because that's not required. Anybody can watch it and people can just do a super chat and they can help us out that way. So right. my lean is probably pretty heavily still on super chats and involuntary type stuff and support from the audience, from the brigade versus to get the show, you must be a subscriber, but you know, the world's the world. Things change. Yeah. We'll continue to talk about that. I don't know. 
how we go. Uh, F1, this is remarkable. After all the time of telling us how we were going to be so thankful that the F1 folks were coming here and how much money we were going to wind up making and how much money we were all going to see. Where is that clip? Uh, where is that? Where is that? Uh, nope. I thought I pulled a headache. Sorry, I guess I didn't pull it. Sorry, I, 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 was not, I didn't pull it. Well, sorry. It was a headline I was going to pull. I didn't pull it. That um, said what? So F1, F1 room rates have plummeted now that we're closer now that we're about or almost a month away from the event happening here in Las Vegas. Right. You can come in here. It's remarkable what we've seen. The link on November 2nd, 2022, the link was charging $2,694 for a four day stay. September 14th of last month, it was $1,395. On Monday, those same four rooms were going for $810. 70% decrease. Well, it's really not because they never got that first number. So it's now just like what? I mean, just it's what they're asking for. Dynamic pricing, right? Whatever they want to describe it. Yeah. Caesars, Caesars Palace on November 2nd, 2022, four-night stay, $5,323. Monday, for, the, for the F1 weekend. F1 weekend, those four okay. days. F1 package, four days. Right. Monday, $2,420. Cut in half. <coughs> yeah, what they were what they were after. Planet Hollywood, November 22, $4,336. Four days stay on Monday, $1,524. 65% decrease. <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh is right. So maybe you shot a little bit too high there, guys. People aren't really? coming. People aren't paying. And thanks for shutting down a major intersection for the next two days. Appreciate that, boys. Really do. Have you been, have you seen Flamingo? I, was I knew to stay line. away from it like yesterday because I told my students and they hadn't heard about it yet. I said, Koval and Flamingo is now closed. It'll be off and on closed from now until the race because they're putting oh. up a bridge. That will ha has to be sturdy enough to carry automobiles. Um, yeah, but I think that's staying right. The bridge, yeah, it might be. That's not a, that's not a temporary structure. A lot of this stuff that they build is temporary. They're building they're it for the race and they're taking they're it down. Claiming it's temporary. They're not. If they leave those, I was at the corner of Flamingo and Las Vegas Boulevard at the uh -huh. red light. Yeah, where normally you look diagonal and you see the Bellagio and you right. see the fountains. Yep. I couldn't see the building. I took a picture of it. I posted yeah. it on Twitter. It's worse. We can't get sick. I'm like, this looks drastically different than it ever looked before. Not for the better. Yeah. They're pulling that down. The, those massive structures, massive grandstands. Those are high. Yeah. When you're on the ground, you're like, wow, yep. that's big. And they're going to pull those down. But here's the problem. That means every single year for the next nine years. Yeah. They will be doing this to us. Yes. The, the, the six months of three months up, three months down. The repaving will oh, happen. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. Will happen every nice single year. The repaving will happen every single year. This yeah. is not no one. I've not talked to a single person. Who is excited about this? Who lives here? 
everyone who is excited about the F1 is a tourist coming to town. Coming in. There's a lot of curmudgeons here. Oh, this is not curmudgeon. You have blown apart our lives and you have vastly under the community. At the last city council meeting, there was a person that stood up and really ripped on F1 and said, you have done a, a very poor job of explaining to the public just exactly what was going to happen and how it was going to happen and the way it was going to happen. Because Did they know? Did F1 know? No. Well, they knew. Did, did they? Yeah. F1 had to have known. They knew what they were doing. They, they knew what they were going to have to do. They knew what they were going to have to install to do the race. And they didn't tell the public how dramatic <laughs> this was going to be. We've they gone through construction. Anybody. I mean, I think people in the city planning office knew, but nobody else knew. The public didn't know. My neighbor knew. Oof. And neighbor Patrick's has been telling me about this for months. He's been saying this is, you know, I mean, he's working nonstop. I seen this guy. Like once in the last month, he lives diagonal ca catty corner from me. I used to see him every day. I ain't seen him in a month because he's gone before the sun comes up. By the time he comes home, I'm either on the air or something. He's sleeping so he can get back up and do it again. They're working around the clock to make sure wow. this actually happens. But dear Lord, like this is really, I saw a story that the apartment complex on Koval has to hire security staff to watch the gate open and close for the week of the race, right? So because they can't, they have to close the other two gates because the road's closed. So there's only one gate in and out of this 350 unit place down there, right? So, that, so they asked the security company that they had to hire 24-7 security so people don't come in. Only residents can go in and out. This is not a main gate. So it's an auxiliary gate that they now have to make the only main gate, right? This company said, yeah, we'll do it. 300,000. Oh, for the week? We want to hire two security guards to be 24-7. So, yeah, we'll hire six of you, whatever, so they can work four eight-hour shifts or whatever they're going to work. Yeah, the guy said, we'll charge you 300000 Like This F1 of the city, who's getting charged that? Whoever the security services, that's the price they quoted them. Right, but who's, who's going to pay that, F1 or Las Vegas? No. The apartment complex has to pay it. They're oh, God. It. Yeah. So, like, this is what's happening. Like, you businesses wow. are needing to get extra help. You're talking about these jobs and all this. So, no one, so nobody in. from the city or F1 came in and said, hey, by the way, you have, you, you know, oh. we're going to help you pay this. <laughs> they came in and said, we're this closing your streets. Closed. Your main in and out. Gazi, it's residents. all you. Like, it's closed. It, wow. Good luck. See you later. Boy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there was no. There was no heads up for anybody that would might have to change things. That's why the businesses pushed back and said, wait a second, you're going to charge us for looking at the street? Right. We're here. We've been here. We're going to be here when you leave. We ain't paying you shit. Oh, well, we tried to hustle us. Okay. And now they've done all this. Yeah, listen, you got to go down there twice a week to teach. My daughter's going down there every day. Ugh. I mean, like people that got to go down there, I feel for the workers. Right. I agree. 100%. The workers at the joints at all the casinos, the, just the regular people, their lives have been messed up for months. For a three-day event. went from 20 minutes to an hour each three, way. three days. Well, they're going to be, I mean, 
you know, it's going to be a huge national showcase. And I still don't understand, like, I don't know. I'm not an F1 guy. I mean, this Netflix thing and, you know, it's changed. Everybody wants to watch it, all this other stuff. I don't know. I don't know how many people are watching it. Apparently, it's really good. Sure. But about betting on it. Like, come I mean, on. The 200 it's bucks. Crazy. Yeah. Bet, it's Max Verstappen, and that's it. Uh, but I, I, it's only got to bet on the whole damn race. But I don't understand when you look at the three day problems that they're going to have and the issues that they're going to run into, the economic impact has to be so dramatic. Like they're going to spend the, for a handful of people. Okay. But it, they're telling it everyone's going to get, they're telling the whole city is going to have a dramatic impact. It's a showcase event. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to be in love with it. Okay, fine. And I'll, and I'm sure when the race is going on and be like, that looks really cool. I mean, you know, driving past the sphere really fast at 200 miles per hour. It look really cool. I'll, I'll give you that. It's going to be neat. But who is it for? Right. It ain't for the locals. <laughs> it ain't for anybody here locally. It ain't for the regular people, period. Right. At all. So you're blowing apart everyone. I mean, these people have life. these events in places they want to go. They come in and they get the whole thing taken care of, paid for, and then they leave. I mean, you know, we're going to have a Super Bowl every four years. Is that for us? It's more so for us than this is. Yeah. This is not for us. No. Super Bowl has a legitimate impact. Super Bowl is going to be over a two-week period. Super right. Bowl comes in. They do all sorts of events and things, and, like, they make it – I mean, they're they're in the fabric of the community. F1's literally carpetbagging. They're just parachuting in, taking everything they want, and they're bouncing. Right. See you in a year. We got to do it all over again to get it ready for us to, so it's perfect for us. And everyone's saying that the paddock is the most incredible building they've ever seen for F one, and it's amazing. The start finish line is going to be incredible. Somebody asked me, they're, they're like, "Are you going to get a press pass?" I was like, "No." Out of spite, no. <laughs> like I'm just not interested. <clears throat> no, I'm not going. Don't want to cover it. I'll watch it on TV. That's fine. I'm sure it'll look very, very cool, and I will celebrate when it's gone. Because then we can at least get back to some semblance of normalcy in this town until we do it again in six months. It ain't easy to get around right now. People found out during, there was a lot of people here downtown or, you know, on the strip last week. And they were like, man, you guys weren't kidding. I watch your show every day. Well, thank you for watching the show. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to talk about sponsorship opportunities, can we do that too? Thank you for doing that. But you guys weren't kidding. You guys, you guys been talking. We tell the truth on the show. It's bad. The traffic is bad. It impacts everybody. It's, 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 it's the people who are the ones who the biggest mouthpieces for Las Vegas, the people who cover it mostly on social, they all like uniformly. And it's hard to find anything that makes people unified in this town. <laughs> they uniformly blast the living shit out of this over and over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Saying, I mean, accounts like Vital Vegas, Las Vegas locally, you know, a whole bunch of Vegas starfish, like all these big accounts with hundreds of thousands of people yep. who follow them for all their Vegas information. Everyone's like, what the hell is going on, guys? Like, what is what is going on? They're like, we don't know, but this is a bad idea. This has been a bad idea. This was not well thought out. This is not something this town should ever think about doing ever again. And if it's a one, I mean, Vital Vegas has said this is a one and done. I'm not so sure I agree with that. He thinks it's. I don't know if it's a one and done. I mean, I was at the one that they did where they drove through downtown a little bit, and then mm-hmm. they did a straightaway right. in the back. And 
I watched it and I was like, all right, this is cool. They never came back. It was a one and done. This could be a one and done. It would be gigantic. I don't know where else, but no, they did this be. with a long term plan. Yeah, it would be a brutal. They sold the long term. I don't think it's a one and done. I don't think so either. I don't know, Mike. You awesome. If we could get press passes, they'd have to really convince us to go. I mean, and we'd have. Yeah, to someone be, wants to pay me to go. Sure. And they have. I, I mean, they got to pay, pay us go. a lot. Yeah, pay me. To I'll go. go. I'll if, go. But if you want to sponsor the show? I pay us shuttled yeah. down. <laughs> Like I, I, I'm not driving down there. To no, I want a room. I want a room stuff. down there. I'll just stay down. I'm, I'm driving. Shit, I want a room there. I ain't going anywhere. I'm sleeping there. Fair. I'm sleeping there. I ain't going to. I ain't driving back out here. No way. I'm driving 30 minutes, two hours there, two hours back. Uh uh-uh. uh You want me to cover the event? Fine. I'm staying on a property somewhere downtown. I'm Period. Him. Period. We're staying downtown. Get us off. We'll be back tomorrow. If you guys are live on Sports Grid or watching on or listening on SiriusXM, if you are live on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. Time for bonus time. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who who have watched the show and think we we over exaggerate or we're. There's people who who are big F1 people that when I'm on Twitter talking about it, they're like, you guys knew about this. And this is such a big deal for you. Do you understand how big F1 is? Do you understand how many people around the globe are going to be talking about Las Vegas and Baba? I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> Make that perfectly clear. I don't care about how big F1 is. I don't get how amazing this is. We do events. That's what we do. We're going to have the Super Bowl. We're going to have, we have CES every year. We have G2E every year. We have these monster, massive global events all the time. They don't fuck our lives up like this. <laughs> I've become numb to big events. I mean, honestly, like, I like them. They're fun. I here, love it. I love no, them. I love big events. Yeah. I love it. But at the same time, like, we see it weekly. Monthly. Right. Like What's the one big- thing that there are two things being talked about the most right now in entertainment? The first is Taylor Swift movie. The second is U2 Sphere. There are shows at the Sphere. It's everywhere. I can't go more than three scrolls on social media without seeing a, something to do with U2 and the Sphere. It's here. I, I, yeah. We built the yeah. Sphere without you destroying. Went, and then you came home. <laughs> right. I, right. <laughs> Absolutely. I People. went there. And I went home. It took me 25 minutes to get there. It took me 20 minutes to get home. And that's all it was. I spent two and a half hours, four hours where it was in the in the building. And then I went home. We had people fly across the country, go to the show, stay up all night after so they could catch their flight in the afternoon the next time and go back to wherever they lived. We know them. It's 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 literally 20 minutes away. I can be at this for 20 minutes. I mean, depending on the traffic. Like, it's just, it's bizarre, but it's true. We live here. So, I don't know. I was just talking about this with the kids last night. Kelsey came back from Nebraska, and I was like, how was it? And, you know. In Vegas. She tells me. <laughs> but it's, I, I and I said to Jessica briefly, as I was not feeling well, but I'm like, I don't know. People used to tell us all the time, you can't raise kids in Vegas. I am beyond glad that I'm raising my kids in Vegas. One, they're street smart as shit. I mean, they 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 don't. I mean, they see a lot of things that maybe you don't always see in other places. But two, normal stuff like everything is normal to them. Like it's re- it's hard to really get them like super excited about right. stuff. But that's life. Like it's like I try to tell them to appreciate these things because we live in such a unique place. But man, like they don't get overwhelmed or wild by anything. It's just another day. 
it's a thing. It's a person. It's a place. It's just a, it's just a, what it is. It's nothing it. of, of real big consequence because I've seen it right. all. Whew. Events, concerts, big matches, big games, big events, concerts, big uh, conventions, like seeing celebrities just randomly <laughs> in, in a hotel, like seeing famous people from TV is randomly. Oh, there you go. That's uh, so-and-so. Oh, cool. Like there's none of that. Like, you know, <laughs> if you go to Nebraska, you go to Omaha and I love Omaha, but like, that's why every concert at Chai Center sells out. If you're a big if you're a big artist, go look at the number of venues in percentage of tickets sold. Omaha, Nebraska's Chai Center is in the top five every single year. They sell like 98% of all tickets available for every event that goes to the Chai Center. Oh, really? Incredible. Yeah. Because people in Omaha want stuff to go there. So if you go there, you sell out, boom, bang, huge events. College World Series, same situation. They want things to go there because things don't go there. Right. So when, you know, I saw you two there. You two sold out like crazy. It was quick and easy. It was, it was a huge right. event. Rolling right. Stones go and play there. Huge event. You know, big bands go and play. 18, right. 20,000 seat venue. Sells out, you know, blink of an eye. Sells out quick. It's for the secondary ticket market. <laughs> My friend Chad's been involved in secondary ticket sales in Omaha for the last 25 years. It's a huge business because people will look. that might be my next gig. Ticket, ticket sales, sales guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Ticket broker in this, in this town too, man. He's good. Oh, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I, I'd be based here cause I don't really want to leave, but I, I would do it elsewhere stuff too. D stout 19. As soon as I feel better, I'm going down to get your hats made, sir. Uh, I bet your kids don't get to see cows and crops, Dave. <laughs> They can if they want to, actually, because we have a rural. If you drive down to Arizona and you go to the to northern well, Arizona, is all farmland. People don't. What about that. Logandale? You go up that to Utah. Utah Logandale. They too. go to yep. the girls go to that that uh, something what farms, they, right? What do they call it when when you do a community day? But like for a farm place, um, a CSA. No, a festival, like a fall festival or whatever it is, but they go and they do like cow judging and they do all this stuff like they would do. State fair? State fair. (laughs) Logandale State Fair. That's what it is. Right. They go up there and I have yet to go. I've avoided it. Oh. You know, I'm like, no, I'm busy. Nope. I got to watch a game. Nope. I got a show to do. Well, we go to Iowa during the work. If we go to Iowa during the Iowa State Fair, you need to go to the Iowa State Fair. Fair, yes. Everyone needs to see it. Addison, yeah. The Iowa State Fair is amazing. The butter cow alone is worth the flight. See, I'll take your word for it. Like, I mean, at some point, I I, I mean, like this, this, I will be so underwhelmed, I think. No, you won't. No, you won't. You'll just stare at that. You'll you'll just stare at it and go, what in the actual fuck is that? (laughs) That's what you do. That's what you'll do. You'll just stare at it. You'll be like, they have a gigantic refrigerated glassed in structure with a cow. I don't know how overwhelmed I would be by any of that. No, you think it's very weird because it is very weird. <laughs> it's very strange. Northern they, Arizona is beautiful in the fall. Did yeah. you? You're right. They deep fry everything. Everything. <laughs> Doc, my heart doctor's not going to like that if I go no, through that. But no, that's true. So yeah, I don't know. Hold on, time for better to book. <laughs> All right, totals Tuesday. Here we go at three bets for you. Over six and a half, Vancouver and Philadelphia at minus 105. Better. Bet. Goals. goals, goals. Uh, would you get six and a half? Yes. Overnight. Better price, Damn. too. 
over six. Yeah, it is, is minus one hundred five. I was going to say six over. You got to lay twenty juicy. now if you go six. Juicy. But I'd rather go over six. True. Me go too. Extra juice, but more juicy and less juiced if right. it falls six and yes, it pushes yes, yes. there. And I'm at laying a lot uh, over six and a half for Winnipeg in the LA Kings. Going against the, the trends here with yeah, fading, uh, yeah. fading Hellebuck. Yeah. I'm nervous about this one, but I'll say bet it. Okay. And lastly, under six and a half Vegas and Dallas at match 134. Under six and a half. No, this number. <laughs> yeah, you guys, if you're watching the show still now, again, thank you for being here and, and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that stuff. Tell somebody about it. We're up over 1,600 subscribers, and we're not spending any marketing yet on how to do that. If any of you know how to get that subscriber number up, tell us, please. Send us an email. (laughs) We'll do it. Whatever. Not from India, please. Do you know how many emails I get every day from India from people who want to do SEO? for? Really? You just exited yourself out of the show? I don't know which side to be on. Should I be on this side or this side? He just got cut out. Now he's back. No, he's not. I'm still here. He's not. What the hell just happened? I don't know how he did that. Is the feed frozen? Am I still here? No, I am still here. I just looked down at the YouTube. Wow. They just zapped us because you started talking about that. No, I did it. That was me. You zapped yourself? I, I didn't realize I closed all of I had closed all of my tabs out and then I swiped I swiped on my computer and it knocked me out so it knocked you out knocked all of us out so I was sorry. on the whole time oh good okay so I was then, trying to stay good. on the this side of the line or this side of the line because it went <laughs> sorry. To one it's screen, bonus time so it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. right in the middle it's bonus time what was I what was I saying oh oh you were besmirching getting yes, followers uh, no the India, India guys they all yeah. want to do SEO for us it's a, it's remarkable they're all. It's, it's like every day they're getting everything. It's, it's like, wait, set up a zoom call with them. I'd love to talk to them. No, well, thank you. We've had you. some crazy zoom calls in, 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 in the past year, but you remember that zoom call we had about, you know, people wanting to work with us like, and they were in different countries and they had that back screen. You remember that one dude? <laughs> you remember that? Remember that? They were going to help us. They were going to help us grow. And they wanted us to help them run a crypto book. Remember oh that? yeah, those guys. Oh, those are good. Those are, that was fun. Remember that? That was a, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. He said, "Dave, you can help us with the lines and stuff." I said, "What are you guys talking about?" One guy was in uh, Shanghai. Guitar? No. Oh, guitar. In guitar, Cutter, right? He's in Cutter. Cutter. Yeah, one guy was in Cutter, and the other guy was somewhere in Asia in, uh, in some island, New Zealand, yeah. or some other place. <laughs> so, where are you guys at? Oh yeah, yeah. We well, we want we want to you guys yeah. BVB to be the spokesperson for our crypto book. Uh, Floodhouse under six is minus one twenty two. Floodhouse, yes, but it's one under six and a half because I got it last night. Dave has seen the ticket, so I'm not lying. It's six and a half. It's true. He was so, out last night. Not lying. It was the last thing I saw before I fell asleep <laughs> was that ticket. Medicine was <laughs> out. Uh, Covey, we appreciate you doing that. He goes, my accidental super. My accidental <laughs> super chat was the question below it. What was your question below it? Can you repost it in the chat? Uh, just put it in your G string. Oh. He did an accidental super chat. He just he he said put it I in our G string. He's he's chats. giving us our G string. Crunchy oh. Beaver super chat is talk about the Minnesota Iowa total, please. Somebody brought up in the chat as far oh as the cowgirls gosh. ineptitude from last night. Z z z z z. Stanley Staley and McCarthy need to be fired for their game and clock management. Beaver out. All right. So you were talking about Thanks, this on Twitter Beaver. about the Iowa 
uh, no, no, on our thread between us, Bromel camp about the Iowa total. Yes. You, you, you sent a wager talk. Ralph ran Ralph that number. Did you see how low those Iowa totals were? Have 31 been? and a, is it 31 and a half for this week? Yeah. What the hell is that? Got under. <laughs> oh my under. God. Like seriously, what, what, what's the number that we'd have to even think about betting over? I was playing Minnesota. 28. <sighs> you give me 28, 28 and a half. I might think about betting over. UNLV's eight point favoring. How about UNLV? One win away from a bowl trip. Even the school's getting pumped up. Four o'clock Pacific start. My students know about it. They're five. They are uh, six and five and one straight up. Six no against the spread. Barry Odom's going to play it. Minnesota, Iowa literally is 31 and a half. 32. I don't know if that's enough to go over. Not for me. It's so hard, Crunchy, to determine what the number is to make. You're trying to find a bottom today. We, we <laughs> like Tuesday? in the book, we're trying On to find. Tuesday? Oh no, 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 we don't want to. If I put up 33 and you and the sharp guys or the bad guys bet under, I'm like, oh shit, I'm in we're in trouble. We need to put the bottom up and say, go ahead, that's fine. You bet us over. So here are now, the totals. Here are the totals for Iowa. Week one, 43 and a half under. Week two, 35 and a half under. Week three, 43 over. Oh. Week four, 38 under. Week five, 36 and a half over. Week six, 38 and a half under. Week seven, 34 and a half under. Yeah. Dave, they're six and one. Two. There was two overs in there. No, no, no. Just overall record. I was. They're six and one. How about that? They're six and one and two and five, five and two to the under on the year. But straight up, they're six and one. They're ball eligible and they're in the conversation in the Big Ten. Are they going to play the other half? Nope. They're going to get a, the Big Ten they, championship. They have a cupcake walk. Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska left. So I was going to be in a Big Ten championship. They very well might be. In the, they're, the gonna play Mich- they're gonna play Michigan and they're going to be 45 point dogs. 45. <laughs> That's not even nice. It's wrong. It's not that, it's not that far away from being it's, accurate, it's, I mean, it's gonna be a lot. It's, not that, it's, not that far it's away. gonna be a lot. They're gonna get housed. What if they're playing Penn State though? Same thing. They already played Penn State. 31 nothing was the final. So I'll be right back. What do you make the number? 31, 35, 40? I mean, I mean, what do you what, what what do you want? I mean, it's it's one of those look at the schedule here for Big Ten. Uh standings here. So Big Ten standings at the moment. We've got Michigan 4-0, Ohio State 3-0, Penn State 3-0 in the in the East. In the West, 3-1 Iowa, 2-1 Wisconsin, 1-2 Northwestern. Iowa could very well end the year with only one loss and win the Big Ten West. And then it's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Obviously, Penn State and Ohio State play this week. So we'll knock out one of those teams. And then if Penn State wins, Penn State will play Michigan. Michigan wins. Michigan plays in the Big Ten title game. And it's Michigan versus Penn State versus Iowa. I still think that number might be too crazy. 45 might not be too nuts. Uh, 
right now, Michigan has given up 31 points on the year. Iowa's given up 61 points. Sorry, sorry, 67 points. Michigan has scored 180. Iowa has scored 61. 61 points scored in a six and one record. I mean, this very well might be Kirk Ferentz's Mona Lisa. Like this might be his Picasso. This might be his masterpiece of masterpieces from a football season. He has given up six more points than he has scored. And yet he has won every game except one. And that game was against Penn state in which he lost the game 31 to nothing. Hard to say, but the big hard to say, but the Big Twelve West is awful. Wisconsin's two and one, Northwestern's one and two, Minnesota's one and two, Nebraska's one and two, Purdue's one and three, and Illinois is one and three. I was just saying, Dave, that this very well could be the Mona Lisa for Kirk Ferentz. He has scored sixty-one points. He has given up sixty-seven points. Yet he is six and one on the season. That's fascinating. <laughs> Michigan has scored one hundred and eighty points this season. Iowa has scored 61. Records the same. No. No. Uh, Michigan Michigan's undefeated. Un- yeah, undefeated. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still. <laughs> Whitrock came in and said, we have the warm bull trip on lock, so we're happy. Yes, <laughs> that's true. I told you that. That's all, that's all I care about. They have the bull trip. Kirk Ferentz keeps his job. So are they going to lose? They're four-point favorites. Three and a half. They could Iowa win lose 11- this game? No, to Minnesota, no. They're only three and a half point favorites. What's the the, the plane for the pig, right? Floyd. Oh this yeah, is, this is that this thing. Is, this yeah, is the yeah, Floyd yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I like I would win the game. I had to step away there. I had all that stuff in my throat, and I didn't want it's to fine. make everybody throw up. It's fine. So I had to get up. Um, wow. I mean, and the Penn State game did skew that total. Completely. 31 nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Iowa has given up. I mean, my goodness. 14, nice, 13, 10. 31, 16, 14, 6. They haven't they've only given up that Penn State game as the outlier. Everything else is under 16 points given up. So what's Minnesota's team total? That's the bet under. That's I mean, what is it? 13? Who's Iowa's favored? Iowa's favored. Iowa's favored by three and a half. Why not Iowa's team total? The games. Well, bet Minnesota's team total under. No. Why not Iowa's team total? They're favored. Wouldn't it be higher? Well, yeah. But they've, you're talking about how many points they've scored or how many they've given up. No, but Iowa scored 24, 20, 41, 0, 26, 20, 15. <laughs> like, it's not All like right. Iowa scored a lot of points. <laughs> they've scored 61. They're giving the up 67. Guys that are still here, put, put how many points you think Minnesota scores. I mean, that's 10, right? A field goal and a touchdown. That's it. At oh, most. It's the, it's the third Saturday in October. What wow. the hell does that mean? It means a lot. Third Saturday in October means what? Alabama, Tennessee. Oh, here we go. Every are. single year, the third Saturday in October. It's a special day. It's a special weekend. It's a lot of fun. I love this weekend. You and I watched the game together last year in the MGM suite watching that. Family That's right. Team. Those NASCAR guys wanted to work with us. That's yeah. right. They wanted us to be NASCAR BVB guys. 32 and a half at FanDuel. The team total for and a half. Iowa. Uh, Minnesota 17, team total. Thanks, Jay. Yep. Wow. Seven, under. Seven, why not Iowa 17 and a half? Bet that under. What if they get a special teams touchdown? Maybe pick six potentially. Right? It, it is Minnesota. Minnesota team total under 13 and a half. Just that allows you two field goals and a touchdown. Just bet the game under. That's a great number right there. Just bet the game under. Uh, uh, Crunchy said 
Um, let's see. Stop getting on the hub, Peralta. <laughs> what, what hub? What's the hub? The sports hub? The hub. Oh, porn. Oh, the porn hub. Oh, it's oh, your computer. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't do that on my computer. Thank you very much. Oh. Um, Rick says, we have a warm trip, old trip, so we're happy. You should be, buddy. That's great. You know, that's that's all you guys Rock. are looking for. But I mean, look at Vegas. Would that be great if Iowa came to Vegas? No, what's the bowl game? Colorado's a bowl game. Everyone thinks that they may come here. Las Vegas Bowl might wind up getting. It's Pac-12. Dion in Colorado? It's Pac-12 they're versus. Not gonna win. They're not going to win enough games to be bowl eligible. you got to win six games. They, are, they may win one more. Las Vegas, Pac-12 versus Big Ten. How about Colorado, Iowa? <laughs> You're in Vegas for the Las Vegas Bowl. It ain't going to be Colorado. Cross them off the list. I know. I'm kidding. USC? But- Iowa coming here would be, oh my gosh. Can you imagine the contrast in styles, Iowa versus USC? Oh my gosh. That would be something to see. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Two things. One, the show, which I had to go get checked out, but we were able to move the start time a little bit back. Moving the start time tomorrow because I got another test tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so that's a 3 p.m. Eastern time start tomorrow, guys. 3 p.m. So. Eastern, noon. The doctor's office already called my wife. She sent me the text. The appointment, I should be done by 1120. Okay. So like I should be home ready time. in time to start at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. We'll be good, good to go. But good. one, feeling better, feeling healthy. Got to go pick up some, some prescriptions. So that's good. Health is wealth. I say that all the time. But my other favorite thing about today is that on this day in 1979, I was nine years old. It was okay. October 17th. Okay. And the Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Baltimore Orioles in Game 7 to win the World Series. Oh, wow. And there was a kid in my class named Matt Rothis who went to the game. Okay. And he came to school the next day with the sign that they had hung that I saw on TV after the game. I saw him. He was holding the sign. He came into school, and I thought he was the coolest kid in the world. And I was I was friends with him, and I was like, Man, I wish I could have gone with you, but we walked on air for I don't know how long after the day like today because the Pirates won the World Series, and a few months later, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. The City of Champions, Willie Starger won the MVP, Terry Bradshaw won the MVP. It was a cover of Sports Illustrated that I still have in storage somewhere today. So I tweeted that when I saw it on Twitter, and a bunch of people reached out to me via text said, I remember when I, I was 17 when I saw that. I watched it with my dad. What a great memory. My other buddy who I went to college with, who's three years older than me, said, I listened to that game on the way home to, from visiting my grandparents in North Braddock. The memories we have of sports from when the time we were kids and the times when we were adults sharing it with our friends or our own kids is priceless. Take all them moments in. Because when you would get older and you remember them and then the stories start, I'm sitting in a waiting room texting with people that I haven't texted in 20 years or texted last week talking about the Pirate World Series in 1979. And the song back then, which I don't know if you like or not, was Sister Sledge, We Are Family, which has been on my playlist for 44 years. (laughs) Favorite thing about today. It's going to happen again. I don't want to be. I told Arizari on the last show that I did on MLB Network. If the Pirates get to the World Series and lose 
they're probably going to be interviewing me as one of them old pirate fans mm -hmm. going, I remember when I was nine, they won the World Series. Mm -hmm. I just want to see one more before I go, please. I hope it, I hope I need one more run. Just one more run. Because my guy, my guy Travis is the president of the team. You can be damn sure I'll be at every playoff game home and away. They make yeah. the playoffs. I'll be at every playoff game home and away. Please, one more time. That's all. Best thing about it. Um, my favorite thing about today, two-parter. I guess a quick, quick one. I've hit eight straight bets. <laughs> so I want to see what today turns into. Oh, your tweet? No, the tweet's fine. The, the tweet is... Oh. The tweet good. has the, the tweet has more to do with the fact that my frustration is you guys at sports talk, Matt, you can see, I, I was, I was, I was on Twitter last night after I got home and I started seeing a bunch of these things where people oh. like, I'm like, I, I saw someone say like tomorrow I'll give out more winners. Sorry about today. <laughs> and I went, this is the problem with the space at the moment. Like we shouldn't mm -hmm. be saying I'm going to give out more winners. Cause that implies you win. Yeah, and we know we you go. don't. Here we go. Oh, and boy. I'm not implying by saying I do. I'm not, I'm not by saying that I'm not saying, well, Matt, do you win? And look, I, I lose as much as anybody else. My juice picks have done fairly well. I'm up 33 units. I believe we are since I went back to the juice. So I've had really good runs in certain sports. I've been super hot in the NBA and really hot in college football and, you know, done decent in other sports, been bad in things like combat sports and whatnot. But I know what's happening and what's coming. I know that there's going to be a week where I'm going to lose 10 units. I know there's going to be a week where I'm just going to be falling on my face. And so I never want to say I give out winners. I just give out plays or picks or the bets I'm making. <laughs> and I think we all have to come to this quick realization in the content space that if we're giving out plays and picks if this is what we're all going to do we all need to start to acknowledge that we lose a ton and tell our audience that we lose a ton because people are starting to figure it out and the ones that say they don't lose are the ones who are being exposed for being extremely disingenuous mm. and again like i stole your line on the tweet thread that if we all were so good at betting and so good at all of our picks and plays then why are we doing content? Yeah. If we all were so good at this, if we all were such, you know, star spangled awesome at this, then what the fuck are we doing? Doing content. The money is sitting right there to go take it, go behind the counter, you know, walk up there and take everybody for every last dime that they got. Yep. So content's content. Understand what we are. We're content creators. We create content. We don't, we're not giving out winners. All right. This has to stop and for everybody, handicappers, you know, TV people, radio people, mm -hmm. social people, digital, like just this has to be, we have to police ourselves because clearly there's not going to be any policing done by anybody else. It's not going to happen because too many people have made couch industries out of, and made careers based upon this charade. Right. Walking and talking and giving out picks and plays without any explanation. Where'd the pick come from? Where'd it come I, from? Th that doesn't even matter. I mean, you can make a case for a pick on either side, but the the whole the whole thing is just go bet them. Yeah, that's that that's the because for the people to do it, it's almost an insult to them that you're going to be the content guy giving out the picks and you're only giving out winners because there are people 
that are grinding, ghosts that are killing themselves, living a very unhealthy lifestyle to get a better number at 10 o'clock at night like you did, <laughs> that to actually do win. Very small, very, very small percentage, but they're working. Right. I told you, I did it for one year. Made $88,000 gambling while I was working and raising two kids and trying to figure out my life after my dad passed. It was the worst year of my life. It was the hardest year of my life. You know? And then the following year, as things started to go bad, I had to call the 800 number and say, my wife was like, you're calling 800 number. You're gambling too much. Yeah, you're right. Let's sit down together and do it. It ain't easy. It's hard. And there's people doing it. So it's kind of disingenuous. It's 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 very disingenuous on people's parts to say, I'll, I'll give out winners. I mean, you can say it. I hate that you word. Can I just, say well, it. I don't no, I think you should. I think I think it's wrong. I think the terminology is wrong. I think it's dangerous. I think it 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 masks what really is going on and it makes people think that you don't lose when I know you do. And I know you try to hide from it as much as possible. Well, they're hiding from themselves. Like again, we talked about it yesterday about being excited about life. Like yep. when you win, yep. be the front runner. Okay, but when you lose, have more enthusiasm. I love to see the losing tickets. Look at all these losing tickets. I got this exact nailed. My stack of losers is like this mm-hmm. because you have to prevent to make sure. Like there's going to be one winning ticket. Well, I mean, yeah. multiple of the same ones, but, but right. if the Phillies beat the Rangers, I'll have five, six, seven different ones that say, but there's only one scenario that wins. Yeah. You so you're, I so could light if, up if I was going, by your, my if I was going by your record, right? If, 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 I, if I was going by your record, it would be like one in 82. But the yeah, one, one is, winner is, is going to clear out everything. <laughs> so, that's, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. I, I have it set up, I mean, where the ROI on my on my World Series futures, it could be as high as 40%. It's great. I'm going to make 40% of the money. So if you invest $5,000, and you 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 make forty percent. That means you're going to clear seven. You're five plus another forty percent. That's Great. seven. If I could do that in the book, we could work in a book for five years and then go retire to an island. <laughs> like, and I can't explain that to somebody who's betting just to try to win. We're hmm. all betting to try to win, but a lot of times to win, you have to learn how to lose. Right, but a lot of times, I mean, in the contest space is like that. It is, but I guess my problem with the content space, and, and I, I tell people this all the time, like I, I, I ran into you and I was very lucky t- to meet you and to, there are things that if I didn't have you as an outlet to have a conversation, to explain the way things are, are done, there aren't enough conversations being asked about how bookmaking actually is done and people coming into the space and talking about it the same way I came into the space five years ago, where I was talking about it the same way I was doing a talk radio show. And it's so dramatically different about me saying the chargers are going to cover and talking about how the number gets to one and a half and why is it one and a half or why the total is 51 and why are these primetime unders coming in and how is it working and how, what the trends are looking like and where the games are going. We just don't have, the level of education going on across the space because people who look a certain way are getting propped up and put out there to go out and give information out and picks out where 
there's no accountability to it. And they're able to run and hide behind different things of like, if someone comments negatively towards them, then that person gets turned around and everyone's like, everyone's hammering them for being a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this time and time again, it's not right for someone to reach out to somebody or say, you know, we say things negatively to people all the time, but like, it's, we are entering a very weird space is the point of that, that as a content space, we all have to determine what this is going to look like because it's a mess and we are playing with a loaded gun. Like people do get hurt by this. Like, huh. We are, we are playing, you know, th- th- this can be a game, but I always remind myself that there are people who are listening to the juice that on Saturday, when I went one, four and one got trashed. And on Sunday, when I went five and oh, everyone's applauding. But the guy on Saturday, I'm still feeling bad for because that guy got trashed. And I don't know if he had any money left on Sunday to go ahead and, and capitalize on the five and oh. So like that's well, and in two days, that's five, four, and one. You literally break even. Right. And then last night I went three and oh. So like <laughs> so then there's the up. But like it, it's just the way it's the roller coaster of this whole thing <laughs> that like. You have to stay within your means. You have to bet. That's why I always preach. I never do more than one unit bets. I'm always saying like, this is, you know, I don't have lots of money in play every single day. I bet every day, but I don't have a lot of money in play every day. I'm very open about that. Like there's plenty of people who are betting way more money than me. You've seen my tickets. You know what I bet. I don't bet a lot of money. Like I just don't. And I don't have it to bet on top of that. But even if I did, I wouldn't bet it a ton. Right. Because I recognize what this, I love doing this. It's so fun to do my job. I'm so thankful that I get to do it. And the pivot that I made five years ago, I couldn't be more proud of myself for recognizing it and going like, this is the rest of your life. Like, this is what you want to do. This is what we're going to do because this is perfect for what you like. Because I was burned out with talk radio. I was burned out with the flamethrowers. I was burned out with having to come up with hot takes and argumentative conversations constantly over and over. I know me, right? But yes, mm-hmm. I, I had done it for 20 years. I had gotten in people's faces on the radio, gotten in their ear and fucking yelled at them. And I just got, to, I, I can still do it, but I didn't like having to do it every day. I didn't like having to move around different parts of the country and do it and start these same forest fires. Like I would come in and I fucking lit the place on fire. When I worked, <laughs> when I worked in your market, you fucking knew. Cause I came in with a flamethrower and every, and it was like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. I just got tired. I got burned out and I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. And that's when the gambling side of things, I was always betting. And I was like, you know what? I can pivot to this. And then I met you and I was like, holy shit, here we go. This is different. This is a new, this is an opportunity to do something. I've never had a chance to do, to do before. And we went to props and then we left props and now we're on our own doing our own thing and no one telling us what to do. And you know, who the fuck knows where this thing goes, but I'm glad that we've done it at the end of the day, like, because yeah. we have a chance to own and do something on our own that nobody can come in and, and say, Matt, you can't do that. You can't say that. You can't say that. Yeah, I can. Thank God. Cause neither <laughs> one of us would really be good with that too much that, you know, being told what to say. I mean, it's same thing for me. You want to talk about being, you were burned out on talk radio. I mean, I sat in the books and took bets for 20 years almost 20 years and I was burned out and I love the job. I love the job. There wasn't, I, I love booking the games, making the numbers and, you know, talking to customers and taking bets because right. I knew I had the best of it in the book. I, that was enough. Like right. we, just take the bets. Some guys are going to win. You know, some guys aren't, we're going to make a certain percentage 
And when we're really good at our job, we should be rewarded, we, which we weren't. But I was burned out too. And I mean, the stroke literally changed my life in a positive way. Stroke saved my life because I would still be stressing and booking the games and making millionaires billionaires and being frustrated with the inability to really get paid and not liking the job or the company I was doing it for. So us doing this is, I mean, I take pride and personal responsibility for every tweet that I do, every show that I do, every time we talk, we're always thinking like that somebody's watching, even when no one is. I don't know. I mean, at some point, somebody in this space is going to have to have that kind of accountability. And you're talking about it like, I mean, there's people saying a lot of stuff and they're not held accountable, Mm-mm. which again, it's not our job to hold them accountable. You just won't get that on this show or on our feeds or on our socials or on yeah. our shit because me and you hold each other accountable more than anybody. True. Yeah. Your personal importance is one, but like there's times I'll say to you, that's you, you can't say that shit. And you'll be like, what are you talking about? And then we'll have a good conversation. <laughs> right. You do the same thing to me. We go back and forth. We got to this point, And I think it's reflected in the numbers and the people that are talking to us about doing more. So again, we're thankful for all of it. Yeah. But they're afraid. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's this Industry is is being fed like we're eating on cookies and ice cream. Okay, there's gonna be a time where all the sweet shit catches up with us, and we're gonna have health problems because of it. Like we there's just Ooh, too there's just too much there's just too much sugar going on right now. Okay, there's just too much. We're, we're, the diabetes is coming to the industry. Oh boy, and and that's not good. And I, I think there's a lot like I think what separates us from a lot of different shows and what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do is like, we're just trying to talk about, you know, vegetables. We're trying to talk about real things that will sustain you. And it's always fun to eat your vegetables. It's way more fun to do a fucking eight game, you know, eight leg parlay, same game parlay and go ahead and bet $10 to win 200,000, whatever the hell the tickets that are out there. But when people ask me for content space, Matt, will you do a same game parlay? No. Why not? I don't bet them. I don't recommend them. I don't want to do them. <coughs> yeah, but the books really like it, Matt. I, are you telling me I have to do it to be to, for, for my job? Right. Well, no, we would like you to do it. Then I don't want to do it. Because I don't recommend it. I don't think you should parlay two things. I do teasers because they're fun, but I don't really think they're smart. I know there's plenty of math that goes, that goes against my teaser philosophy. But... A two-leg teaser is not a seven-leg teaser or a six-leg teaser or some right. you know, four-leg, you know, prop parlay things that people are pushing in the industry. Yeah. Like the math, when you when you sit down and explain somebody the math on the things that are being publicized and pushed, it's like a light bulb goes off in their head and they're like, wait, that's really dumb. Yes. Like, would you want to try to jump across a five-foot, you know, bridge there's a, a bridge is out it's five feet can you make it it's a hard make it but i might make it what if i make it 15 feet can you make it i don't know maybe if i had a car or something and running really fast yeah okay what if it's 30 feet how long can you, how far can't do you, you can go you can't make it and you'll never make it no so doing eight seven six five leg part you're never gonna make it <laughs> okay like maybe one person out of five thousand make it because they had a rocket pack or something and they got really fucking lucky but we start looking and the visualization of the idea of what you're trying to accomplish, <laughs> you'd go, well, why don't I just do the five or the two or the one or the four, make the step and just do, you know, it's hard enough to make a two foot leap, but yeah, I can do it. You know, I may have a bum ankle or something, but I can make a two foot leap. Right. 
Like this stuff's hard, man. This stuff is no one has Bix, Biff's almanac. No one, I mean, no matter how sharp you are, no matter how much you think you are on the right side, I have the best number on the planet at FanDuel, six and a half for the Knights tonight. <laughs> Seven goals can be scored very easily. Four, three, give me the final score very, <laughs> very, very easily. You know what's going to happen after the show today? It's going to be three, three and go to a shootout. Yeah. And I lose it four, three. Yeah. It's going to lose four, three. <laughs> it a hundred percent can happen. You can do all the work, have the best number, be in the yep. best position, sit there with your beautiful CLV and kick your heels up and you fucking lose. And wh- what do you do? On to the next one. That's because it. That's what you do. You turn the page. The best thing the Daily Juice has taught me is that type of being a goldfish. Run around that little plastic castle and we're doing it again. Like nothing happened yesterday. Just come right back out and again and again and again. And you go two days, three days, four days. People ask me all the time, how do you handle losing? It sucks. I try extremely hard. My daughter knows when I'm losing and I've tried very hard to stop her from ever knowing. Because she'd see my mood and she'd be like, daddy... How many bets do you lose today? Right. I don't like that. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't want my daughter to ever know that. But she also knows when I'm winning because I'm happy. And she's like, what bet did you win tonight, daddy? Like, I don't love those things. But that's how my kid's growing up. That's what her dad does. It's it's, it's, a, diff- it's a different world. So I'm sorry. I know it's a long rant. We're way over time. I apologize. But like, it's just, <laughs> that's my favorite thing about today. So back tomorrow, Thanks. Matt and Dave on Noon. Wednesday. Noon. Wednesday.